Hello and welcome to episode 27 of GameSpot After Dark. This is GameSpot's official video game podcast. My name is Jake. I'm your host and I'm joined this week by Lucy James. Hi. You're losing your accent. Oh, no. Right. I am going to make a concerted effort to be peak British in this episode. I'm just saying it before all the comments say it because so British. far every episode someone in the comments has been very sad about your your accent that's just fading away. They've never even heard my real accent. <laughs> this British one, like received pronunciation, is fake. I'm from the north of England. I've got a very strong Geordie accent when I'm drunk or when I'm talking to my mother. Well, it is true. We got a lot of beers over there. Mm-hmm. Hiding yeah. behind there. Tam, you're the beer collector. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I just want to say your hair is looking fantastic. Oh, right no. now. Really I said yeah. we weren't going to talk about this. I know, and that's why I'm talking about it. Right? <laughs> Don't tell me what I can't, can't it's do. It's a great haircut. It's great. It's one of those barber shops that has whiskey for free, right? Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. I what did you ask for when you got your haircut? Whiskey. Shops? No, I was in what, what did you say for your hair? Like, I how said, did you get that? How does, if someone is watching this video, how do they get the Jake? I said, <laughs> I, want, I, want, I want a two on the sides with the fade up and a trim up top. There you go, everyone. What does that mean? Get that. It took I me a while know. to figure it out. Uh, I have to show a picture to the lady. This is tweet at, uh, at us and uh, show us your Jake haircuts, <laughs> whether they look like Jakes or not. <laughs> just all haircuts are now called Jakes. I hope the camera's to me. <laughs> if it's not, this is going to just look very weird in that camera. Also joining us this week is Callie. Plessy. Hello, I'm stealing Lucy's accent. Hello, mate. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Wait, now. Hang on. Now there's three British people in this. In this, I'm not British. Also. I, you do a very I, good British accent. Yeah. Thank you. When I, uh, I, I blame the uh, BBC Pride and Prejudice, six hours of Pride and Prejudice. Oh, the Colin, the Colin Firth. Oh, God. I love it so much. When I talk to my mom, I, I get progressively more valley, though. Mm, yeah. You do, the, you do my what? 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 Yeah, when, when I can't hear Tamar, you're the only per- like, <laughs> I don't know. It's because that's what I I'm do. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to be. It's not like I'm like, I'm one of those people that's like, I just want to be British. Like, I just, I talk to you guys a lot and I like you. It's so fun. this thing, like, I live in America now. I live with an American and a Canadian. Um, <laughs> she, She's more French than, mm. than Greg, obviously. But like, I just, my I'm like rogue for accents. Just mm. Everything I touch, I just absorb. I'm desperately holding on to my <laughs> yeah, East London accent. Well, my East London accent could be way, way, way worse. Can you do a road I, man? That's my standard way of speaking, but I won't do it. I've but so I have to speak like this. Like it's not an accent, but it's like a different kind of way of speaking mm. that most people can make sense of. Otherwise, I'd just be like dizzy rascal or some nonsense like that. We had a video meeting one time. It was like, I think when Chris first moved to the United States and he was going off about how we say water. He was like, water, it's water, like not water. <laughs> He's the worst it's right Levioso. now. He, what did he say? Oh, he started saying, he started saying water, wa- water. Um, but he said mobile once. Mobile, and I yeah. went, How dare mobile. you? <laughs> yeah. How dare mobile. you? Randy, beta instead of beta. Randy yeah. will switch. Mm. Yeah. Like he'll say mobile the first time and then he'll say mobile the next time. Randy's from Australia. Oh, I know, yeah. but yeah. Oh, it's the we're same. just talking just, about I'm people's accents. Other people, they're like, who's Randy? Sorry, Randy's our editor-in-chief. Yeah. My sister um, went off on me once, like, in a fun way, because I was staying with her and... Um, I said, oh, you don't have to pick me up from the train station. I'll get a cab. And she went, oh, a cab. <laughs> Look at you. 
that and I was like, okay, you have that word in the UK <laughs> too, please. We call it, you taxi. say you call it taxi. Ta- I mean, yeah. we, I she, she, also lives, she also lives in like near Wales and they don't even have Uber there. So I've been they to just, Wales. Yeah, just ride the animals the bus says bus on the side, like BWS. That was pretty cool. The bus. The bus. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> turn. That's the what it's, like the bus. <laughs> Me and the bus. <laughs> the bus. <laughs> Uh, that's what it says and then i went to a museum or something in wales and they had welsh scrabble and it was really intimidating uh <laughs> welsh scrabble friend of the show gav, gav murphy, murphy uh the most welsh man alive wow we've got on such a tangent already uh but um, <laughs> we have gav- another welshman on staff we have got dave off yeah that's true yeah. but i mean they both have beards gav too. is gav is, like- gav is so welsh that we have um a whatsapp group that sounds like such a setup for a joke <laughs> we have this whatsapp group and we were talking about bite because mm. rory's rory's on bite and um getting again he's got some really good bites yeah. on there it's very good rory has powers rory has powers follow mm. him on bite uh big fan gav said look at him gets a few rebites thinks he's tom jones <laughs> <laughs> and i was like gav Oh, what? No. And he messaged back and he was like, look, I was panicking. The only famous person I could think of was Tom Jones. I was like, it's the most Welsh thing I've ever heard of. Well, you know, it's not unusual to think that way. Oh, Whoa. that was really there it good. Is. Anyway, oh. before we go to what we've been playing, we have a special segment, the Chris from Dayton, Ohio or Kevin's Chris from Dayton, Ohio 2.0 segment. It's been upgraded. It's been upgraded. Uh, normally, we save the Chris from Dayton, Ohio segment for when we've got a new guest on. However, we figured we'd run through this updated version with everyone sitting here today. Mm. Uh, basically. Do we, wait, do we need a new jingle? It, this has to be like the read Kevin, Kevin, version. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Chris. Chris. There, well, there it is. We got it. Anyway, he sent us a bunch of uh, questions that we have to answer as quickly as possible. And I figure if I remember, we'll save this when we have guests on too. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. So how, a, how are we going to do it? Because it's, it's like four of us, but like a million questions. So are you going to give us a one question each or is everyone going to answer? It's rapid fire. So I think Jake should read answer, then Tam answer, then me answer, then right. me answer. Okay. 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 Uh, we'll start right here. In MMOs, DPS, healer, or tank? DPS. Tank. Healer. Heal. In Pokemon, grass fire or water starter fire? Water. Water. Fire. Sonic or Mario? Mario. Mario. Sonic. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> Life is strange or Walking Dead? Life Neither? is strange. Walking Dead. Walking Dead season one, Life is strange season one. That's yeah. both. I know. I guess <laughs> I said neither. So was a, oh, what uh, did, I think if we can't answer, we're supposed to say sorry, Chris. Yeah. Sorry, Chris. Sorry, Kevin. Sorry, Kevin and Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Gone home or what remains of Edith Finch? What remains of Edith Finch? Gone home. Gone home. Finch. Finch. Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter? Mortal Kombat? Street Fighter. Mortal Kombat. Street Fighter. Halo, Overwatch, Siege, or Call of Duty? Halo? Probably. Is that Siege? I don't know. Halo? Overwatch. (laughs) Mouse and keyboard or controller preferred controller? For first-person shooters, mouse and keyboard, for everything else, controller. Controller. Controller, but specifically the Xbox Elite 2. Yeah. Damn. Prepared. On Rails games or open world? Uh, open world? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Your mouth I really, I really hope we have a video of you. 
Can someone zoom in and give that? Open world. Open world. Open world. But I, I assume they mean on rails is in like more linear. Yeah. That, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Still, still open world. In my mind, I'm thinking of. You like know, we could do a two point one with some clarifications on yeah. these questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Need well, to yeah. Kevin can listen to this. Maybe get back to us with patch some, update. Yeah. Some, some patch, patch update. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah, Chris from Dayton, Ohio, two point one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, FPS games: shotgun, assault rifle, or sniper? Sniper. Sniper. Assault rifle. Assault rifle. Co-op, single player, multiplayer, single player. Single player. Single player. Single player. Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, PC, or my favorite, Ouya. I have one. I have one. You as well. have an Ouya? Uh, yeah, they tangent sponsored the Eurogamer Expo in 2011, 2012, and if you went, you got one for if, free. Uh, okay. If you were near the center, you they got one. You <laughs> if you so Ouya. much as looked at. Through the windows of the convention hall, they'd give you one. Uh, my brother came back from the Eurogame show. He's like, I've got three Ouyas. And I was like, how? And he was like, I don't know. Hey, they just three paperweights. Yeah. And I was like, put them all in well, the Well, they, they gave you free batteries, so yeah. you could use those batteries in your Xbox 360. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Controller, so. uh, uh, Nintendo, probably for me, though. PlayStation. Nintendo? PlayStation. Go represent Bloodborne. <laughs> Pop-Tarts or Toaster Strudel? Pop-Tarts? Toaster Strudel. Pop-Tarts, specifically s'mores. Yeah, those are good. Um, <laughs> Pop-Tarts. Uh, is it cheating if a friend tells you how to beat a part you're stuck on? No? No. 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 Is it cheating if you save scum? Yes? No. 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 Danny O'Dwyer or Dan Reichert? <laughs> <laughs> I played the fifth. <laughs> uh, uh, Danny. I have to. I have to. I have to. Yeah, Danny. He's my boy. <laughs> I have to. Yeah. I like Dan Riker a lot, but too much history with Danny. Yeah. Danny. Yeah. Games on a couch or at a desk? Couch. Desk? Couch. I actually like desk. Yeah. Well. I like bed or desk. I, I either need to be fully sitting up or lying down completely. <laughs> I, I, like going back to the uh, mouse and keyboard question, if I'm playing a first-person shooter, RTS, I delete uh, desk, yeah. Can you bear me, please? The blue uh, one? I play... Thank you. I play games on my bed, so anything that's not that. I'm, I'm in that life as well, and it's not pleasant. No. I was considering getting one of those... Um, like chair things from Target, where it's basically the back of a chair and you put Ladies it on your bed. Ladies and gentlemen, Target. Favorite gaming snack? Bombay mix. Oh. I was going to say Takis Fuego. Cheese and crackers. The Starbucks cheese plate. Dude, I love that cheese plate. It's so good. I have it when we play Overwatch on a weekend, but I'm trying not to buy it anymore. I'm trying to not get i'm trying to cook more i bought an instant pot really proud of you when you said you weren't getting the, the uh, dude it has everything it's got sharp cheddar it's got brie it's, it's got, got apple gouda yeah gouda it's very gouda i think it's gouda no. last one unofficial in, in the, like the dutch oh last one miyazaki sakurai miyamoto or kojima miyazaki my man miyazaki <laughs> miyamoto miyazaki Damn. Because I'm, I'm playing through Bloodborne again in a minute. So. Oh, what a game that is. Do you uh, like that game? Says, <laughs> wearing uh, a Bloodborne top. <laughs> <laughs> Bloodborne. What uh, a game, lads. Uh, 
I can I can I just go? Can I just throw in Kodaka, the Duncan Rumpin creator? Dragon That's my Grandpa. Mm-hmm. All right. Dragon Grandpa. Dang it, Ron Paul. <laughs> Dang it, Ron Paul is a good one as well. Yeah. <laughs> or Danger Grandpa. Danger oh, Grandpa is a like great Danger one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was the Chris from Dayton, Ohio segment 2.0. We'll bring that back. Uh, however, Kevin might need to send us some patch notes on that and <laughs> clarify <laughs> some things. Any questions you think like would be more fun? Any questions you thought like? Uh, mm. Oh, there was one about favorite controller. Did you skip preferred controller? Oh, we, we talked about PC or controller, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah then, and there was, then one there was another one saying, what's your favorite controller, favorite controller of all time? Oh, I kind of jumped the gun because I said like... Um, you said Xbox yeah, Elite. You I said said oh, I did skip that one. Yeah. Favorite controller? Xbox Elite Controller 2, I guess, as well. Yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. Elite Controller yeah, 2, man. Big, that's my big into that game of the year. Mad Cat's T <laughs> stick. But I also really like the Pro Controller on Switch. Oh, yeah. Pro Controller. PS2 Controller is fantastic. GameCube controller. GameCube shout out to the GameCube the, controller. Shout out. Shout I liked out. Xbox shout out to the Nintendo 64 controller. <laughs> we or as Michael about. would say, shouts out. Shout, shout outs. <laughs> anyway, that was... I uh, missed my mouth again. I keep missing my mouth. <laughs> that was Kevin's Chris from Dayton, Ohio 2.0 segment. But now we're moving on to what we've been playing. Uh, <laughs> how should we start this? I'll just start because mine's nothing. I've just been playing Pokemon. That's it. What are you doing in it now? Are you still com- doing I'm- breeding? <laughs> I'm so I've been such an innocent question. What are you doing? What 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 is there left to do? Um, So the new season of the like ranked battles, uh, online ranked battles started. So I had been laddering on that using Sejun Park's um, championship invitational team, and I definitely am struggling against Charizard and Torkoal teams. Um, So I bred a melodic to use as a counter to that. So I'm trying to build a team around that because I was getting so mad at the um, I, I at the Charizard teams. They're really hard to counter. So you were you were really mad at Torkoal for a while, dude. I, remember I that. hate Torkoal. <laughs> Torkoal sucks. I hate Torkoal so much. So you said Torquil, and I was like, mm-hmm. my, that's who my mom. It's my mom's friend, Torquil. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why are you mad at him? Your mom has a friend called Torquil. My mom also has a friend called Morag. Morag is the my one. Mom, that my mom has friends with just exquisite names. She also goes, she goes to like, the opera with Torquil, which is my favorite. It just sounds like the cast of like a Muppet show. Yeah. Or Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, I've just been, um, I'm trying to figure out, right now I'm getting, I'm trying to get an Arcanine. So I have a Whimsicott and a, I really like Duraludon, which is on Sajin Park's championship team it's a steel and dragon type pokemon and it's it's a really good boy <laughs> so i've just been working on that that is good <laughs> <laughs> i mean i haven't really been playing much either recently i i played more modern warfare and that's about it i watched the outsider but no one has that on episode this, but- five was a bit Oh, is it bad? It's so, not. It's not so this bad. bad. It's just very slow and like not that much happens. But well, there was a weekly outsider segment. Spooky part that was so spooky. There was a spooky part. Ooh. At the end, when they're like in the coming episodes, it looked nuts. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> but I feel like this was a bit of a foul episode. I watched four episodes last well, on Saturday just to yeah, like. Yeah. Be like or I'm gonna try. It was like nine thirty. I was like, I'll watch one and get a flavor of it and see how I feel. No. Four episodes yeah. straight in a in a row. And I was so glad that my roommate wasn't there because I was like vegging out, like 
Like she would care. She wouldn't care, but like I feel bad. Like I don't want to be like the weird dude stuck in front of a TV for like four hours in a row. In a, it's because I'm, I'm using her. Uh, she would, she would, I told her to watch it. Yeah, she yeah, doesn't yeah. care. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't promise care. you. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's very, I, very, very good. Episode four was like, but also it was like interesting. It's more interesting than like thrilling. Yeah, um, and that's mm. the other. The other episodes are like thrilling, and then that one's like, oh, mm. that's interesting. Makes was, you think. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, yeah. I hope he talked to some people of color before writing this episode, because that was the one awkward thing where it was like the mystical, yeah. mysterious Latina is gonna tell you about a monster, and I was like, mm, oh, okay, Stephen King. But then I I rebounded off of that. So it's a good show. Great show. Fantastic show. Time you've actually seen something new. Oh yeah, so I've seen and played something new. Bloody hell. Do, do you want to see or play? Wait, Sorry, hang on. See. What? I'm interested to see what the new thing you've played is, given what you've written on the run sheet. P5S. Oh, I misread that as PlayStation 5. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I excuse me? Yeah, Tor, I walked up and Tor's like, look at this. And then he like opens his drawer and there was a new PS5 in there. <laughs> Bloodborne 2 as well, right? Yeah, it's just, yep, launch game right there. I was like, what? I, was like, I feel like I would have heard about that. No, P5S. Yeah, Persona 5 Scramble. The demo for it is out now on the Japanese eShop. Very easy to get on the Japanese eShop. All you really need to know is when you go to the eShop, you press the Persona 5 uh, tile. It's not the big button, it's the button underneath it. Most people press the big button and it's like, pay us. Mm. But you want to oh, press the button. button. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, so that's pretty much it. It's really easy to get it. And um, it's very much a persona. It feels very much like a persona game. The gameplay part of it. Um, it's has, a Musou game. It's, it's a Musou game, which means Dynasty Warrior style action. But How I many enemies can you fight at once? Many. A lot. Um, but I, d I played for like an hour, I think. Um, but I only got like two small sections of gameplay because like Persona 5 and every other Persona game, very dense in terms of like setup and storytelling. And like I started off by listening to what was going on and I was like, if I carry on like this, I might not never get to, I might never get to play the game before mm. the actual podcast. But it feels very much like a, a continuation of the Persona 5 game uh, story they love Atlas loves doing canonical spin-offs they do that with like their dancing games and that kind of stuff so this is very much in the spirit of this is a follow-on from Persona 5 it takes place right after Persona 5 right uh, well there's been a gap in time it's like summer so like, like yeah, a couple so, months or whatever like based on my understanding of Japanese which isn't advanced but enough to get by is like his joke has been away for a while and returns to like the the uh, the to see all the um, friends and fam family stuff that he's been missing. So the moment you go back to the cafe and you meet Soldier again, I was like, oh man! Like I was overwhelmed. I was mm. like, oh, I missed this because they use the same music a lot. Like a I lot of. I was gonna ask like, if they would use the same soundtrack. So they use the same a lot of the same soundtrack because the rhythm of the game so far feels very similar to Persona mm -hmm. 5. Like you start off 
in um, the cafe and then Morgana literally says let's go to bed <laughs> 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 and then you go to sleep and you wake up and um, you can also still explore the city too right you can yeah like so you can do that stuff as well um, and there's a so based on the story what's happened is there's some sort of uh, investigation team not the investigation team from Persona 4 mm. an investigation team that are like still got their eyes on joker and the phantom thieves um and then like that's the thread that it starts with and then it cuts to joker almost coming home and um everyone kind of like he got, comes home to the cafe and like uh, lights are off it looks like it hasn't been touched in ages doesn't look like anyone's there like as you walk in the door opens you can see like dust particles falling it looks amazing mm. and then like the lights come on and they're all there like surprising him to, to come back and then like it's so cute it's just like the small gang and sojiro and um it's so like cute and like warm like uh like a warm welcome home and then they go up and they're planning like a they haven't they're all talking about how they haven't seen each other in ages and if you've played that game and invested like a hundred ish hours on it you will feel like oh man this you will feel like overwhelmed emotionally because even i was like just seeing sojiro and he says something like oh man it's so good to have you back and then and then like later on he says like uh troubles come back into my life in a kind of like nice like melancholic like mm. like you know teenage son visiting again and you know he's up to no good and about to cause a ruckus but like did anyone say he's sashiburi uh no one said he's sashiburi Damn. sadly um, so just to, to clarify from what you played does it seem like it's structured very similar to persona 5 except instead of maybe the dungeon crawling stuff it is the it, muso so it has dungeons Oh, it does have it dungeons. Does ha it does have dungeons. You get pulled into what looked to be like the metaverse. So like all of the pillars of a Persona game are there. You immediately go to the Velvet Room. Um, when, when Morgana tells you to go sleep, you wake up in the Velvet Room. Um, Igor is not there, which if you've played Persona mm -hmm. 5 will make sense to you um, for various reasons. But there is like you, you talk about being a trickster and that kind of stuff. And then you wake up um, and eventually there's an... Uh, there's this whole thing is about it seems like the main first arc of the story of the face pa first palace is about a pop star um i forgot her name i think it's arisu which is alice or something like that mm. um but it's it's an english name that has a japanese she like, looks like phonetical. she's from alice in wonderland yeah right? so yeah, i was watching ben and yeah yeah player so like it's about her and she's this like beloved <laughs> pop star and then you go to see her because um a few of the i think it's i can't remember who it is but like one of the one of the guys is there and um you get pulled into like a metaverse version of that area and she's it's her palace basically and you can do a dungeon and that's where i stopped playing mm -hmm. okay um but it is very much that same kind of style the musel stuff is very very well done from what i played like super simple and like take take my excitement levels down a notch because persona like just seeing anything persona related raises it to a bit like unreasonable levels anyway so maybe like once i play more of it mm -hmm. i played like a few minutes of it here and there maybe if i play more of it i'll feel different but it just felt good like the mm -hmm. musel stuff where it's just like running around and like you're almost um the enemies that you're facing off against are security so they've got them they've got like masks on them mm -hmm. um but they they look like security and i think they're supposed to be alice's like security team so okay. you're like hacking and slashing your way through them but like it works in the strategic elements of um persona 5 and the rpg stuff really well like you hold r1 and everything slows and almost freezes actually 
And then you've got basically this um, AOE kind of like indicator and you can like move that around and you select spells and magic off that. So if you've got like a massive clump of enemies, you can select a fire spell and it'll tell you the, they're weak to this. And then you hit them and they'll all fall over. And then it'll, you can press A or I think it's X to do like a all out attack on him. Ooh. Um, can you like swap out what persona you have from what you play? I haven't seen any or of is that it yet. Just tied to it was just Arsene uh, uh, okay. to start with, but like you could do that tactical stuff. You've got a um, other characters when they're running around with you, they will sometimes knock over an enemy, and if you press A, Joker will do that jump towards them and execute them, and like you can hop from enemy to enemy and so you can do like massive stun attacks and drop them and then like move around the battlefield it's got really interesting traversal at one point like you look you remember at the start of persona 5 where you had that moment where you're hiding and it, you're in the casino yeah you, it's the tutorial where it's like mm -hmm. moving from point oh, to yeah, point yeah. Mm -hmm. and it does that quick like blur of a movement yeah it's got something like that but you can like look up into the end there's like a lamppost we were fighting in like almost like a shibuya area where it's massively populated and i saw a lamppost there and i pressed it and like you know how noctis does his throw uh, of his sword oh, yeah. and you press a button and he appears there and he's like mm -hmm. hanging on mm -hmm. You do that as Joker onto like a, the top of a lamppost. Cool. And then you can like move around lampposts like that oh, around cool. the environment. And you can press like X and he'll like swing down and start a spinning kick like um, uh, Sora does in uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Ooh. Like a spinning, yes, spinning like move and moving between points uh, like massive enemies. It seems like a way more dynamic way to move around the environment. Um, I had Skull with me and they were, he was fighting and doing various other, his, his codename is Skull, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Um, and doing like, he was also fighting alongside me in that dungeon, but it just felt really good. And it felt like a, a comfortable, familiar experience. They've remixed some tracks, which was, there's a version of Last Surprise, which is, fan, it's like a butt rock version of it. And it's amazing. <laughs> I was listening to it for like 20, 30 minutes. Like I just had, it was on like a tutorial um, pop-up and I was like, I'm not gonna press X, I'm just gonna listen to this. And I just listened to it for ages. But it's also got like new animated um, uh, sequences to kind of thread the story together. It's got an intro. It feels very, very, very faithful to Persona 5. Good. So like I was, Definitely gonna play it and was was interested in it. Now I'm like mega hype for it. Yeah, I I wasn't interested really mm. in it at all because I don't really like Musou games. Uh, as much as I liked Persona Five, and I figured it would just be mm. all about the combat and maybe a little bit of story. But after hearing you talk about it, it sounds yeah. like it sounds like it's more of that Persona Five storytelling with some combat yeah. and stuff mm. on the side. And it sounds like the combat's pretty good too, which is. Like, not that I didn't think it was going to be good, but for some reason, those kind of games, I just have so much trouble. Yeah. Like, they just get tiring after yeah. a while. But if this, if, if they pull it off, I feel like for I sure. could see myself finishing that game. Yeah. About, like, what percentage of the dialogue and story did you, were, were you able to pick up with your Japanese? Probably, like, 60, 50, okay. 60%. Like, I, I, the problem was I started <laughs> off paying attention and I was like picking a lot of it up, mm -hmm. but then I realized it was gonna keep on going for a really long You're time. Like, oh, and I was like, slurry. all right, I'm just gonna button through this instead. Yeah. So at that point, I was just looking at specific words as they appeared just to get You're enough. Like, ah, hit. Yeah, hit and a trickster and you're like oh yeah. i see what's going on velvet room or like <laughs> you know but like it's really really cool like i they he, he he kind of at the start you get all the team into his room and everyone's standing there like makoto's there and you know everyone else is uh morgana's there and 
they're all kind of hanging out and you're like i remember this this is like mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. reuniting with friends that genuinely felt that way and i was like i'm into this i really like this i'm excited too because I feel like there wasn't enough of the whole entire crew together in that game because you didn't really get everyone together until the last dungeon or second to last dungeon, I think. So it'll be nice to, in theory, I guess, play an entire game where it is all of the Phantom Thieves together in a room planning what they're going to do. Yeah, I know that happens in Bazoon all the time, like with Haru in this five and uh Naoto yeah in four like mm-hmm. they're such good characters and then you never you get to yeah. hang out with them but they, they seem want. to be like connected well or brought together way early and there's like some sort of conceit happening with you know they had their phone in five they've now got basically siri like an ai mm. virtual Ooh, assistant is nice. going to play into is it is that futaba at all futaba is no so they it's i think it's just like a generic um uh ai like mm-hmm. siri for on all phones but mm-hmm. it will play in but futaba obviously is the one who like tells joker about sure. it because like it starts speaking and they're organizing a camping trip through the the uh, ai companion thing so i think it's going to have some sort of like big element or, or presence in the story but we'll see, we'll see how that figures out cool and there's no release date for the united states right but not in the states no it's coming out soon in japan but not in the states what about the new character in Persona Five Royal? Any not, signs of her? There's no signs of her in in the uh, in P Five S. Yeah, mm. um, but I don't know. It feels like I, maybe like she'll cameo, but I don't know mm. if she'll be like a core part of the story. Yeah. Given given when it is, I don't know. Well, yeah. what did you watch? I watched Birds of Prey, which cares. Well, yeah. I want to see that so bad. I um, was not excited for that movie at all because I was like. Oh, it's a DC. I mean, my roommate's been watching all the DC movies, and so um, it's <laughs> very unfortunate. We watched Man of Steel a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "I the Snyder Cut." I watched. We did watch the Snyder. <laughs> Cut. I watched the review of um, Suicide Squad. Uh, we're obviously talking about kind of funnies. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. DCEU in review. Yeah, and they uh, <laughs> they tore that movie up, which it rightly deserves. I wish I recorded the moment on Sunday where we were all hanging out in our apartment and Greg goes, ah, oh, today's going to be awesome. Like, have friends around. Um, mm-hmm. Jen and Ali are cooking. They made pizza from scratch. It was incredible. Dang. God. They made dill pickle pizza and it's the greatest thing I've ever had in my life. I feel so inadequate hearing about her cooking skills. The, um, Ali, um, <clears throat> plug for Ali's, uh, she runs Andy's Town. Mm-hmm. Well, she works at Andy's Town in San Francisco. So if you're there and you want some incredible food, go. Um, anyway, and Greg was like, oh, we're going to have pizza. We're going to have wings. We're going to watch the Super Bowl. Then we're going to watch The Outsiders. It's going to be great. And then he just, his face dropped. And then he went, oh, we've got to watch Suicide Squad. <laughs> because they had to film it, I think, on Monday. They couldn't film it on Tuesday, which is what they normally do. And the moment, it was it was the Ralph Wiggum. You can almost see his heart. Yeah. yeah. And... I was like in the kitchen, I was cleaning up and stuff. And they're like, Lucy, do you want to watch Suicide Squad? I was like, no. Not at all. <laughs> Absolutely no, not. not. <laughs> it's it's such a bad movie. I haven't seen it. it I oh, won't mate, see it. If you want it. a lesson, yeah. or like if you want to see a movie that's obviously compromised on a writing, shooting, editing standpoint, watch that film. <gasps> and it's an Academy Award winning film. But <laughs> Birds Wait. of Prey is apparently... What, what what Academy Award did I it? I think it was costume e- and makeup. Costume and makeup, yeah. It's okay. and the costume and makeup is not good, but Birds of Prey, excellent film. Because what was it up against that year? I remember this huge out. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, it, but it won. But Birds of Prey is a very very good film. 
Like it doesn't really lean too hard on the EU stuff. Like you don't, all you really need to know is that um, Harley Quinn was dating um, the Joker and it begins with her breaking up with the Joker and it's about her emancipation. Good for her. Good for her. Good and for this her. is like a, 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 like a really narrative, it is the most narratively consistent movie Warner Brothers and DC have put out ever. And like that includes Batman, Superman. Maybe doesn't like, include the Dark Knight trilogy here, does it? No, 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 no. no. We're not talking about. Well, I'm talking about like the EU we stuff. We love the Dark yeah. Knight trilogy here yeah. at Gamespot After Dark. Yes, yeah. we do. Not we don't even Batman. count it in the same league. No, they're it's a different universe. Yeah. Rises is. I'm talking. Dark Rises Knight is like. Rises, uh, Rises, yeah. We don't. But Dark Knight is. But Dark Knight is good like, memes out of Rises. Yeah. Rise. <laughs> so good. Dark Knight Rises is okay. It's fine. It's I was both in the shadow. Crashing this plane. It's, I, it's, I love that man. It's, so we will not talk yeah. bad about him. As Tom a, Hardy. Yeah. Tom Hardy. Tom um, Hardy. <laughs> yeah, but um, that movie is really, really good. So it's the the narrative device that they use is more like ambitious than any of the other movies and at the same time it manages to be like you understand what the story is you understand the motivations behind each character even if they're somewhat like ridiculous at times but that's kind of the point with harley quinn and the group of people that she kind of collects together or 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 come together in that Mm. movie it's not a team movie it's Mm. not like she's put together the birds of prey which is a team in the dc it's like there's one central story and one character and um but at the same time there's other characters around this story that have their own motivations and it just so happens the story brings them all together in a way that's believable and it all kind of hangs on cassandra kane who is um you know she's a well-known character and it becomes batgirl mm. um, who is this james gunn directed no, no, no this is no, directed he's doing by, the suicide okay he's, he's doing, doing the suicide, the suicide squad yeah this directed, directed by women uh yeah this is an all-female i'm gonna get i can't remember the director's name not because any reason but like i <laughs> my, what not because uh it's fine don't i forgot I, the name but i just don't they, they haven't been putting them forward in the yeah. um um but it is written and directed by women yeah so like that's the problem like, not problem that's the thing that i had uh, <laughs> i was gonna say that's the problem with uh, this movie it's like the so much of it has been focused on harley quinn and margot robbie which is fine like she's great in the movie but like it's it's directed by uh kathy yan um, but there's so much more talent around it that just didn't Mary really. Elizabeth get, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Winstead's in it, and she's she plays Huntress, which is one of my favorite um, characters in the uh, DC universe. She's still dating Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor is in this movie. That was, How's that's why I. That's why I asked. Yeah, he's in this movie. She, yeah, I mean, which which of his limited American accents is he doing in this one? He's doing his his accent slips. It's fine. It slips when he gets angry and shouts. There you go. And then you're like. I have the high ground. <laughs> and you're like, all right, whatever, mate. <laughs> but uh, like, yeah. And like, that's one of the things that I found to be like, oh man, I wish they had marketed this better by talking about the director. I mm. didn't know her name until like it came up on screen and then I promptly forgot it because I'm bad with <clears> names. <throat> but like, that's a problem with that movie. Like Mary Elizabeth Winstead's amazing. I just want to um, say for the record that I've been in love with her since Sky yeah. High. She's oh, fantastic. I haven't seen Sky High, but I love Tony Scott Pilgrim and um, and Scott Cloverfield. 
Ten Cloverfield. Like, she's amazing she in really Ten Cloverfield Lane, which was a great yeah. movie until the last five minutes. Um, <laughs> that is true. Um, <laughs> and then there's like Rosie Perez is in it. Oh, mm-hmm. she plays Renee Montoya, mm-hmm. who, if you know Gotham City PD or any, any sort of like, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you know Gotham City imposters, or game can't help you. Um, yeah, she plays Renee Montoya, who's a pretty big deal in the Batman universe. Mary Elizabeth Winston. There's like a bunch of like there's Dina Lance is in there, so Black Canary's in there. The way it brings the characters together is really like believable, mm-hmm. and it's like a a proper popcorn blockbuster movie that you should see in cinemas just because it's raucous and it's like over the top in every way um it starts off feeling a bit try hard mm. like because it's that's my fear from all the marketing has been it, very it has intense suicide squad energy to start yeah. with mm. and you're like oh i wish they'd like because it's margot robbie's narrating the movie at the same time and like an event will happen and then they'll be like oh to understand this we need to rewind to this point yeah and they do that and it's like all right it starts off kind of weird but then all the pieces come together and there's some it's not i don't i didn't find it funny personally Mm. i found i could see the jokes were appearing they weren't landing with me yeah (laughs) but people around me were like "Ah." (laughs) like people were people were loving it and i was like did you go back to england for those polite laughs (laughs) i wish um but like it was like edgy and like in a way that i think like a movie crowd can get on with and it had another thing that it had that i i feel like was annoying me was it it retained the motion graphic sequences from suicide squad which were put in there to paper over the fact that a lot of characters didn't have development they develop um basically just dead shot in suicide squad brilliant um and no one else um but and uh, holly obviously because she's like one of the main stars and like it reminded me of that but eventually i got past that and it was like just a real fun film huntress is amazing the story's good um and it's like if you're if you're like appropriately sourced up you could probably have a good fun time laughing at it as well like i was i was i was like there and i spoke to bring it back to kind of funny folks mm-hmm. again andy afterwards and nick mm-hmm. um they were in the same screen and they both agreed that it was fun and good that's uh, good i'm like yeah i think it's easily the top two movies in in a, a dc the What's EU, the other one? shazam oh yeah shazam is dude good. shazam is so shazam fun. is good and it's got the same kind of like well thought out well paced like endearing quality to it it's slightly more edgy and mm. it's slightly more over the top um but it's still a good film um yeah a good DC movie is a rarity. A, blo- a good blockbuster DC movie is a rarity. Like Joker's fine, but it's not blockbuster. Well, it wasn't on a blockbuster budget, but mm. Um, mm. They're, they're, they are a rarity. And this is like really, really fun. I, I would be surprised if another one doesn't come out with this same squad mm. or even more people. This Suicide Squad. This <laughs> Birds of Prey. But yeah, fun film. Enjoy mm. it. Go watch it. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. yeah. As basically has nothing to do with the comics. So, you're yeah. fine. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I wouldn't know anyway. Yeah. I Lucy, I think all of us have been playing a little bit of this game, but you have it down on your name. And this will segue into our next segment. So, just like take it away. Ayo, um, yeah. I've been playing a lot of Apex Legends Assimilation. Oh, I've been mostly playing with Tam on yeah. lunch times. Um, Apex and I have a weird relationship in that. I know I talk about Overwatch all the time. Overwatch is like 
my game because I'm good at it and we win a lot when we play because there's a group of us that play every weekend and we we win a lot. We're very we're good at Overwatch. Apex is like me, Tam and Cardi usually playing, but because of just the nature of Apex, you know, when you play Overwatch, there's two teams, one team will win. 50% chance. 50% yeah. chance, right? In And then you get extra rewards like the play of the game and mm-hmm. you, the, um, the medals, yeah. the cards at the end, right? Apex doesn't give me that immediate like satisfaction and it doesn't give me the... Positive reinforcement. The positive reinforcement that I need because we don't win as much in Apex. Yeah, it's hard to win. It's hard to win. There's a lot more people that you're competing against. Anyway... That's my relationship with Apex. So usually I go on tilt when we play Apex for a long time. And then I'm like, I have to play Overwatch. It's like three games so max. Yeah, three. Yeah, I have like, yeah. yeah. I wish I wish I could say that I was less reliant on winning. But no, I, I want well, that. I, I mean, I think it. too with Apex, because I played a little bit last night. And it because the game, I mean, the games are much shorter than PUBG, for example. Yeah. But because those games are longer and every time you restart, it's like, all right, I'm starting fresh. I'm starting mm-hmm. with nothing. It's kind of hard to just keep going, at least for me at this point. Yeah. Um, but part of that is just because I played so much uh, PUBG mm. that kind of hit my limit with Battle mm. Royale, I think. That's mm. fair. But with assimilation, so season four, uh, I was kind of, you know, season three didn't do anything for me. I wasn't interested in uh, crypto. I didn't even get Watson. I didn't get Mirage. I didn't get Caustic. None of the legends other than Octane, like post-release, have really appealed to me. But going into a simulation, I was like, this guy is Reaper mm-hmm. mixed with Zarya. I want him. And I bought, I bought, um, God, I'm going to call him Reaper so many times. I bought Revenant straight away because I had amassed all these coins because I didn't, I didn't buy anything in Apex because the, the stuff skins doesn't really, are crap. I, I like How the skins. Cool. Some of them are, some cool. of them are cool. They're they're cool. Just, cool I just, <laughs> they've been getting better recently, but a lot of the gun skins are like, why would you oh, buy this? Yeah. Yeah. The oh, guns, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the like guns. Only the like, epic gun skins yeah, yeah, yeah. are good. Yeah. But, like, but I think I like the player skins. Yeah, yeah those, those are fine. Are but like the gun skins, you wouldn't spend your like weird apex bucks on them. Yeah. Like, so I had a bunch and I just bought him immediately. And he is so fun to play. Yeah. He's really kind of, I'm I'm thinking more about apex now than I'm thinking about overwatch, which is, a huge rarity and i think the map changes are really fun mm. but most of all revenant i've i know i've said this on the podcast before but i wish you could mute mm. characters mm. in apex like he's very rude he's rude <laughs> yeah. i mean he's also reinhardt's voice actor which yeah. is very confusing for me because you know you usually always have a reinhardt at least on a payload map anyway yeah. or a defense map anyway it's very confusing, and I keep wanting to call him Reaper, but his moveset is really fun. So he has this kind of um, his L one is a, it's like a mini Z- Zarya grab yeah. ball type thing that damages you slightly, but also uh, it's like an null- EMP, right? yeah, mm-hmm. nullifies uh, abilities, which is super useful. His death so, totem, not an EMP, but you know, I know what you mean. Can't like use he, abilities, yeah. Yeah, he um, he has this death totem. So if you want to engage in a fight, you can place it, you know, just away from the fight. Um, interact with it and then if you die you immediately respawn back there but with like 10 health or one health it's I've never actually one used it's it, one yeah. i'm pretty sure it's one yeah, yeah so if like the circle's closing and it's outside the circle that you leave or that your uh, revenant leaves it in and then you respawn you'll just die right away um but you know he moves faster he's um climbed higher he climbs uh higher further faster yeah. he um 
no, he's just a lot of fun. And I, yeah. I, I, it was kind of the shot in the arm that I needed to get more into Apex. And I think in my first game with him, you know, usually you have that weird adjustment period, but he just felt right. Yeah. Mm. He he's got a lot of good, like, I I like his crouch walking speed. It's yeah. really fast. Yeah, I like being sneaky, so I I use that a lot. I think assimilation's got a bunch of other changes to it that are quite impactful in how you play. Like sniper ammo is now unique ammo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like to have longer. Well, I like to have the DMR longbow um, as a sniper rifle, and mm-hmm. then also have a heavy weapon like um, the Spitfire or something like that, because that's just mm. my Same. style. I've become yeah. obsessed yeah. with Spitfire. Recently. Spitfire is great. Really? But that it's, back, it's always been, Spitfire's yeah. always been my best gun in Apex. Yeah. Yeah. Some reason but, I, when I get that early on, I can do incredibly well. Yeah. But prior to this season, they would both use heavy ammo. Mm-hmm. Um, and that made like ammo retention and also like how you use it quite limited. You had to be very careful. Um, and if you use too much of one, and like got into a close quarters combat fight with, uh, with and had to pull out your Spitfire, you might have not enough ammo to really engage. So now they've split it out. So a lot of the sniper rifles use unique sniper ammo, which has made it way more appealing to play that style that we would play. Um, so that's been a massive change. Um, also, they've done things like there's a hop up that's been uh, removed. Turbo charge, um, yeah, is, turbo gone, is gone, which sucks because I like the havoc a yeah. lot. Um, oh, well, weird. Yeah, specifically now I don't with want the, the turbo charger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now the havoc's like mm. they've changed it. Haven't they changed it so the havoc is it has less horizontal sort of recoil? I think so. Or yeah. And um, so is it gone? Gone? Yeah. Or is it okay? Ow. It's just not there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Taking it out um, completely. The L star is now a just a weapon that you can find anywhere instead of yeah. a drop pod weapon. Yeah, I used it and I was like, this gun's not as good as everyone no. told. Yeah. And then I was told it was because it's been nerfed yeah. or changed. Yeah, it's not that great. The other thing is like there's certain characters that are like they take more damage now. Uh, um, Wraith takes more because yeah, so she like, uh, Revenant takes uh, five, it's like a five percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five percent. It's Revenant, yeah. Wraith, uh, Lifeline. Yeah, I think they're like they're like generally like harder to hit characters. Yeah. They take uh, more damage now. So um, also Bloodhounds um, alt got buffed, and it's something like if you get more kills with it, you get a longer so it, addition yeah. to if that alt. If you knock an enemy nice. down mm. as a uh, Bloodhound, it extends the amount of time you're in Beast of the Hunt. There is um, a is clip good. going around on Reddit that's insane. Yeah. This person is using Bloodhound and they just get, I think, five knockdowns and then the win. It's very Jeez. cool. Yeah, it's yeah. There's lo- loads of like small tweaks to the way the game plays that have made it like a little more um, interesting and engaging to jump back in. Mm. Like, I, I think I'm the same as Lucy. I get annoyed after a while with that game just because it's like, oh, we've dropped in a place that's just not good. Or you know, if you're playing as a two. Like and you're always stuck with someone who's inevitably and invariably yeah, going to be so a low. Yeah. And, yeah, or disconnect, or just run off somewhere else and do yeah. something, or engage in a fight that you can't win. The worst is when they die and you can heal them and grab their tag and and they yeah. quit before you do it. And it's like, well, cool. why or, even? Or try? they constantly spam the like respawn. Yeah, yeah. You're like, hate that song. I relax. see you. But yeah, I will say playing last night after not playing for a while, I don't like that map at world's world's end, world's end? I, I don't like it's too big uh it too much of a focus on long range i miss king's canyon i know they're bringing it back what march yeah. 24th or yeah, something like that the yeah. so i think i'm gonna definitely come back to it again when that comes around mm. but i think what i played last night was like ah, that's probably all i need of apex for now unless they add something else in between 
Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I really do miss King's Canyon. I thought that map was really good. Yeah. And world's edge like has, or world's end has some cool areas to it, but just like everything just seems so far apart yeah. for yeah. that kind of style of battle royale. Like with PUBG, it was mm-hmm. like, yeah, everything is felt like a mile apart, but at I least in the PUBG original so map. Much. I know I do too. <laughs> Go back to playing that. I love PUBG. Yeah. I think the, the scavenging in that game was a bit too intense for me. There's a lot That's of downtime. That's the whole game for me, yeah. baby. I am scavenging all day. I, uh, I playing like playing Apex is hard for me because I am just I just really like slow battle royale. Mm. So when I played with like John Luke and Ben, we were all like, "What if we didn't drop spicy and we dropped somewhere really safe and then we got a bunch of gear and then we died like in yeah. 15 minutes? That'd be the best." And it was fun. That's just yeah. how I play. Like with PUBG too, those firefights I feel like would last so long because you could see each other, you knew where they were, but you didn't have any information other than that, and you'd just be in a town, and you'd be hiding in a building, and you knew they were hiding in a building, but you were like, all right, who's going to make the first move? And then the circle would force you to make a move, and it was so tense. I miss that game every day. I haven't played it in so long. In Black Ops 4, I will stand by Black Ops being like polished PUBG. Yeah. Yeah. Everything I wanted from PUBG, but like it worked. I I have a theory that I think this next season of Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which starts next week, actually, I think I think there's going to be a Battle Royale map. I think a Battle Royale map was already leaked for this Call of Duty game, but I... Well, well make sure to call my dad again and get his... Uh, <laughs> his take on it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Official correspondent for Call yeah, of Duty. Call of Duty correspondent. Callie's dad. That's his dream job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds all right, to be fair. But yeah, it's it's good. I, I'm mm-hmm. enjoying Assimilation. Like, I I got the one... I got the character so the same way, and then I spent the other of the three virtual currencies to get, like, a cool skin for it, and I'm like, I'm good now. What is it? It's, it's hero points. It's crafting. I crafted a new skin. And then it's, oh. and yeah. then it's like, just the microtransaction. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So or I legend crafted. points. Legend points, which is the stupidest thing, but it's there. Yeah. I I do want to try Revenant. I mean, I I very rarely strayed from Lifeline. I was so comfortable playing Lifeline. Mm-hmm. And it would be nice to kind of branch out a little bit. He's a lot of fun. I like so him a lot. We were playing earlier and there was that third random person and every time you ping something, Revenant goes, Go there now. Oh yeah, like, it's like Ooh. I'm not gonna thank you. It's like something oh, so yeah, edgy. Okay. Or if he heals someone, he's like I shouldn't even heal you, but yeah. at least you, no, like, it's another target for that. something like settle that. Settle down. Yeah, you're like, relax, man. I Tomorrow, like, can I have a beer? <laughs> Jordan Ramey on our team had a whole like sure. fanfic in his head about oh, them yeah. being gay dads. And <laughs> oh, with who? With Caustic? With, uh, yeah. Jordan's always creating fanfic. Yeah. Uh, someone asked us if we could say what beer we have oh. Oh, on right. this episode. So I figured this is the Grapefruit Hop Nosh. So this is a Deschutes, which is not spelled like this, but it's like Deschutes. So, um, but it's a Pilsner. It looks like a kid's, um, like a... And Tamar's, did you just, pour, did you pour the Diet Coke? This is Diet Coke and a blood Oh, I wondered. You gotta keep the brand. I'm not going to shill Diet Coke. I will shill Bloodborne. Good game. Get on it. This is, listen, this is only 4%. So, you know, it's not a bad thing that I've already had one no the the goal with this podcast i think is like well one of the many goals is that if if we start doing ads and stuff like that red ads 
they should only be for beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. We, we have to get that brand, you know? Drink Someone, responsibly. Drink responsibly. Tweet, tweet at the company that makes this beer. What is it? Un- this is Deschutes. Unta. Yeah. <laughs> tweet in at Deschutes. Bend, Oregon, which is, uh, we, we, have, um, we have insider... We have some, some in, an inside man in Bend, Bend Oregon. Oregon so. yeah, oh do. yeah, my boss. Um, tweet yeah. at the company that makes his beers to them to sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> news. <laughs> yeah. Let's, so let's, anyway, more news. Last of Us Part Two gets a gets a spicy detailed rating. Are right? we surprised? Yeah. Um, well, no. not for the violence. So right? the actual the the story here isn't that it's an M. Oh. Last of Us One got an M. It's the descriptors that they use. It's worth keeping in mind that. These at the time of like publishing the details weren't finalized. They could be placeholder, but usually they're a good indication of what um, what's going to be in the game. So the original Last of Us, the the game featured warnings for blood and gore, intense violence, sexual themes, and strong language. Yeah. Um, that got an M. Last of Us Two's got also got an M, but it's got um, uh, sexual themes. It's got intense violence. Mm. It's got drug use <gasps> oh the marijuana yeah, yeah i was gonna say i saw the drug use in the demo yeah. partial nudity oh so those are the main ones that are different so it's mm. wait sorry intense violence blood and gore nudity sexual content strong language and use of drugs so it's like hard m very what, mature what were the sexual themes in the original last of us um, did you not see those bloaters Damn. Oh <laughs> um, Absolutely can I, get it. I think it may have been something was it in like to do with Ellie when she gets kidnapped in winter. That could have that been. Was, it. Yeah. Was, that, that was like sexual... he, he was. It has a rapey vibe. Yeah. yeah. Wrong in themes. Wrong in themes. Wrong in themes. Yeah. Um, I think some of the stuff that the NPC said too was also like yeah. sexual. Like so I was talking about the bloaters. Yeah. Like I, the bloaters. Baby, I'm gonna blow up. Oh. <laughs> I am nervous about um, potential rape content yeah. in the game. I often think that um, the portrayal of rape in fiction is not handled well and is unnecessary. Um, Do you think that's the case in... I mean, it wasn't in... I guess it was in Last of Us 1. I mean, It's because it's implied in a lot of ways, mm. right? I prefer it to be implied rather than explicit. Yeah, obviously. So. No one um, I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Like a benefit of the doubt, I guess. But for the now. drug use, I bet, is just weed. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, in California, we're like, okay. <laughs> Whatever. But, yeah, it's going to be a hard M. Please be excited. <laughs> <laughs> Please understand. Please understand. When's it come out? May 20-something? May 19th? I don't remember. Or April yeah, Because what? it has changed. It's changed so much now. <laughs> I know. It was supposed I've to come out February. Of when, it's just going February 27th. It's just going out this month. Yeah. Okay. No. I, well, I, I use that board in front of us now. Oh, yeah. You've got the, you, I've got I, oh, you have a whiteboard. Yeah. I have a special calendar just for me. May 29th. May 29th. All right. Yeah, there it is. End of May. I don't like it when games come out at the end of a month because then it's like, I got to wait through the entire month to play this game. Like Animal Crossing. <laughs> you didn't know when it was coming out. I did Well, now I know. And now I'm bummed because Animal Crossing comes out March 20th. And I'm like, I have to wait through all of February and then almost all of March to play Animal Crossing. When it's like, couldn't you just really, like, it's probably done knowing Nintendo. <laughs> couldn't you just do like March? Jake, we second. get games early. Uh, well, that's true. But, you know. <laughs> I've got Animal Still. Crossing now. 
I don't you liar. The only <laughs> I've got a PlayStation 5 in my drawer. Oh, you got PlayStation 5. I've seen it. It's there. The timing of The Last of Us is just like we're going to be so like it's going to mm. be like E3 stress is rising. Oh, yeah. 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 Let's so. what they did for the first one. I think I'm actually going back to London at that time as well. <gasps> I am too. Yeah. No. And my, no. Friends, my friend's getting married. Oh, tell him, to, tell him to postpone it. <laughs> oh, I've genuinely devastated myself. Also, we're probably going to call this episode Tomorrow's PS5. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. It's a little bit of just. I'm into it. I'll take that for the SEO bump. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the hit for the, uh, the comments for the SEO bump. The clout bump. hit. Yeah, I'll take the clout hit for the SEO bump. <laughs> so Equipment in conclusion... <laughs> The Last of Us Part 2 is going to be spicy. spicy. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm very excited for that game. Yes, me too. Yeah. I love The Last of Us. I just want to uh, plug my lovely roommate, Jen, who um, she can't really play open world games because she gets motion sick. It was a horrible time for all of us at the house. She dry heaved her way through The Last of Us because she oh. was so into it. She had to take Dramamine <gasps> to play it. And Max and I were just like sitting in the Buckets. other part of the living room, like, please finish the game soon. Oh, my God. Well, she'll be excited to hear that this one is supposed to be the longest game Naughty Dog has ever made. So. Yeah, well. Just a hot thing. She's stuck up on that. Yeah, I... She... She does better on the Switch, but it's not coming to Switch, so she'll just have to uh, suffer. Get the Vita. The, uh, the oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, that'll help. <laughs> Vita's not dead. Played Last of Us two on a Vita. <laughs> if she, if it means she won't dry her, yeah. heave her way through the game, I think it's worth it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of your PlayStation Five, did you know they launched a website about your console tomorrow? I do. Yeah, it's the driest website. You I know. It's just there, like it's like PS Five, and you're like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> and Knowing our luck, they'll announce like the PlayStation meeting before this right episode now. Goes yeah, 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 probably. Yeah. Um, well, actually, the, there's a bit of text on there. <gasps> on that website and it says we are no it says um we're not ready to provide more details in oh playstation 5 now so there's been this rumor that's been kicked been kicked about for a while about a uh february event for playstation 5 and the rumor is like it's gone from like slightly believable to like insane where mm. it's like oh it's gonna be uh it's gonna be in february but also they're gonna announce final fantasy 16 <laughs> and also Demon Souls remaster is going to be released that day, and you're like, uh, I don't know what's going on here. That's like these Nintendo Directs. I feel like when Nintendo goes long enough without having a Nintendo Direct, everyone's like, it's got to be this week. This week is the Nintendo Direct week. But it's one specific person that does it. Well, I saw other people, and then I'd go on YouTube, and it would just be like, it it would just be like, here's all my Nintendo Direct predictions, and it's like, there's not even a Nintendo Direct (laughs) announced. Like, cut it out with your predictions. And also, everyone always says. Metroid trilogy for their prediction, and there hasn't been a Metroid trilogy in the past five directs, even though that's always their prediction. I mean, I think Metroid Prime trilogy, Prime trilogy. will come. Really I think it'll happen. Yeah, but you know, Nintendo's gonna Nintendo's Nintendo. They'll wait until ev- like they'll wait until everyone's tired of like expecting yeah. it, and then they'll be like, "Here it yeah. is." I never want to go. All right, fine. Yeah, <laughs> they'll be like, and it's out today, and then I will cry. Yeah, <laughs> but like, there's some stuff that is in that PlayStation Five stuff that you're like. I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. Um, but like what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fair I, Enix making I need to be very careful. Demon Souls Remastered? 
I am not saying anything about anything. I have no information <laughs> that I'm willing to share publicly. <laughs> I have no information at all. So, um, but yeah, it's like they're definitely not doing a. Um, it doesn't seem like they're doing a, a kind of like a surprise event soon yeah. anyway, because a lot of the people, everyone thought they'll do the, because they did it for the PlayStation Four, mm-hmm. where it's like in New York in the Sony Center, flying people over to see it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's too much of a big thing for, for to pull off in a week. So yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, not happening. So yeah, that website's there if you want to look at a PlayStation Five logo in another place. I don't know. <laughs> Come to Tom's desk if you want to look at the Yeah, if you thing. want to see the actual PlayStation 5, hit me up. I'll tell you you can't see it. Yeah, DMs are open, right? DMs are open. Ask me if you want the PlayStation 5. I'll send you a picture. If you DM me and ask for a PlayStation 5, I will send you a picture. Oh. A picture. Yeah, he didn't specify what. <laughs> yeah, no, what? Be careful there. Uh, in other news, Dan Hauser leave, leaves Rockstar Games, which took me by surprise yesterday mm-hmm. because... Yeah. For some background, Dan Hauser is credited to writing every single GTA game, even like the PSP games, even like the DS games like Chinatown Wars and stuff like that, as well as Bully, Max Payne 3, Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, I think even like one of the Midnight Club games as well. So he's Pop had Star his... presents table tennis. He wrote the story in that. He did write the story in action. He wrote know. the ping and then the pong. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, here's the script. It's like 500 pages, like yeah. ping on the first page, and then just loads of dead trees, and then pong at the end. <laughs> That's wild, though. I didn't expect him. And then, and then yeah. the, the note that said that he'd gone was like, took an extended leave uh, spring last year. I was like, my man has worked on some of the biggest games of all time. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like take it's pretty break. normal, right? Especially yeah. like you're going to take a long break after you ship a game like that, at least if you're at that yeah, level, I, I imagine you can. Yeah. Uh, but like, I cannot picture what GTA 6 would look like without him. And, and I don't want to like. I mean, Sam's still there. Sam is still there, but he does he's, a lot yeah, of like chief producing yeah. and like business yeah. side. Right. And, and like, I don't want to say that he's the only one who makes those games because he's not. He's one person of a massive team. Mm. Yeah. But still. That that idea, I feel like you can kind of follow through all of them. You kind of trace back to him. I would say, yeah, yeah. I mean, like he's uh, that that kind of way of like finishing a game and then having an extended break and then just quietly trying to disappear. Not trying to, because they dropped it in like a mega dry like uh, like financial document that that information. And um, yeah, that kind of process was the same thing that happened to Leslie ben- mm-hmm. Benzies. Benzies, Benzies. Yeah. Um, the Benz. Yeah, the Benz. Um, and it happens to a lot of like senior executives in that same way. But there was a, like, there was an interesting like quote a little while back about them talking about how they're going to make GTA 6. And they were saying like, uh, we do not know how we're going to make it because like political sacks, polit- politics right now is such a joke and it's like both sides of the fence are so like a parody of themselves that oh yeah our oh, yeah, game so is just like w- w- yeah. what would it well, even be make the joke about i feel like yeah. donald trump was the president in all of the gta games yeah and yeah. now it's like oh he he is though <laughs> yeah and like that's the problem that they that's the problem they face now the world that they satire is almost our world now <laughs> so it's yeah. like Uh-oh. yeah maybe Watch Dogs legion is gonna have the same yeah. problem with brexit right i, I yeah. don't doubt that there will be a gta 6 but like i'm interested to see what that is but like we're, on just, it, we're just in that stage of like you can't write this shit yeah yeah it's impeachment results day by the way if you're wondering yeah. the time frame of when we're recording yeah. this 
But like, <laughs> shout out to him. He's going out on one, having had a major role in the best-selling game of this generation, and then of all time, right? Yeah, like GTA oh, Five, two of them, GTA, GTA two of the Five, top 10. And, and Red Dead. Two. I think Red Dead two. Redemption Two is like a very good game to go out on, especially for it's insane games to go w- out when on. you track like the mm-hmm. themes of his games and how they all kind of let up of their games and led up to Red Dead Redemption 2 like it it's almost poetic that mm. that would be his last <gasps> game to be a part of yeah at least Rockstar right. game that's very cool I didn't think of it that way uh I was thinking about that and I was like that makes sense I, and honestly mm. like I don't know where you'd go from there like the, the expectations for GTA yeah. 6 are probably insane they are mm. insane yeah I mean if anyone can put it off it's them I just it's all true. I want for GTA 6 is um uh, strippers gone rogue basically it's not a bad idea definitely mm-hmm. pitched this before on podcasts is like i want to be the stripper who gets information at work mm-hmm. and uses that for crime <sighs> that's the gta i want so that's yeah. it just you know rockstar if you're listening like that's where you go from here but like that's just strippers. that's just me yep. like hustlers but gta so that's free um you can have that for free like Wait, bully, man, you, like should, bully you should get some royalties. For that. Actually, like, think, you think of the royalties. <laughs> you could pay me for that that idea. Bully 2 was what I figured they'd follow up with mm. because of how big Red Dead Redemption is, how long that took to make. I figured everyone wants a Bully 2 so bad, or a lot of people want a Bully 2 so bad, and I think I feel like that would be the perfect game to go back to just because it's by nature a lot smaller in scale, probably shorter. Uh, I, I, uh, I, no, I, I went to a sprawling university campus. Yeah. Mm. I reckon they just take uh, Jimmy and put him in like an actual GTA size game where he's a full on criminal now, <laughs> and he Jimmy is just the star of the next GTA. There that would go. be a rock star thing to do. That would be That'd disappointing be cool. though, cause, like, because like because it's not yeah. strippers. Well, committing n- well, that and like the thing I kind of took away from Bully was that Jimmy wasn't actually like yeah, a bad a nice kid. Guy. He was mm. like trying to be better and just a lot of circumstances. God, that, that game is um, my, my um, favorite. Can him yeah. Can so, kind of Prin- Prince Algy. <laughs> My mom calls me Prince Algy. That's the all I'd hear constantly playing that game. <laughs> oh my god, Algernon, please. <laughs> what game's yeah. good? The music is really good in that game yeah, too. It is. Uh, one of the themes, one of the main themes, is frequently used in hip hop remixes. Mm. That ding, 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 yeah, ding. It's very good background bass. <laughs> uh, speaking of big departures, though, Rod Ferguson leaves the Coalition to head up the Diablo franchise at Blizzard. Rod Ferguson gets games shipped. Yeah. He is clearly going for the Yeah. The final He's the fixer. I was gonna say something awful. <laughs> the final bits of uh, Diablo Four. Uh, he's probably yeah, he's he's got a reputation. What? Oh, I'll tell you later. <laughs> I was gonna make a terrible joke. Do it. No. Um but um <laughs> yeah, he's got a reputation for almost like getting projects on on getting the right it track, out the getting door. out the door. He did it with Bioshock Infinite, mm. and like he's done it with a bunch of Gears games. Well, we when we were talking to him for audio logs, he was like, "Yeah, we had eighteen months to ship uh, the original Gears yeah. of War, right? You you don't get that done unless you have a producer who like is him, yeah. keeping everyone to task." Mm-hmm. Audio logs, the last filmed interview with Rod yeah. Ferguson as uh, head of the Coalition. Yeah. Watch it now. That's why. Um, but yeah, that's. I think that yeah. that bodes well for um, 
Diablo as a franchise and Blizzard. I mean, like he's known as the fixer, but I think it, oh, that that kind of reputation and is kind of undersells what he does. He's mm. also great at having a creative vision and pushing new ideas, which is what he did at the Coalition. It's like under his stewardship, like the Gears franchise, like left Dom and Marcus behind and. I mean, they're still in the games and, you know, Baird and those guys, but it's like a new generation started to move into a semi-open world, vehicular kind of movement, that mm. kind of stuff. So he does have ideas and is able to take ideas and execute on them as well. So him going to Blizzard helps Diablo 1 both get out the door, but he's there to look after the Diablo franchise. He's not there to ship Diablo 4. He's there as like his role at the Coalition was like head of the studio that is in charge of gears of war now he's head of diablo so future diablo titles should be interesting or mm -hmm. have a more coherent vision which is what they kind of need now given the recent problems with blizzard and i mean the recent problems with blizzard are way more than just what diablo is <laughs> and uh, not to be reductive around that kind of stuff but like diablo has had a bit of a opt optics issue shall we call it um with that mobile game and also you know dude i'm legit excited for that mobile game i'm well up for it everyone needs I, to like grow everyone up needs to relax. relax a bit yeah, yeah but like i mean i don't think there's been an outright bad diablo game ever um and blizzard still has uh, hasn't put out a oh, oh mate almost said blizzard mate. still hasn't put out and then i remembered what happened this week oh yikes warcraft 3 <laughs> reforged is uh not great but uh yeah um there's more to why that's not great than mm. simply the game is bad. Yeah. The game is functional and it works and it's enjoyable in some mm. respects. It's just stuff around it. So like I've got enough faith in the developers of that game to put out a decent game, mm. Diablo project. Yeah, well, I mean, what's interesting too is being at BlizzCon and after all the stuff about Diablo 4, when everyone's like, when's this game supposed to come out? And they're like, ah. we don't know. <laughs> so oh, it's, it's like Overwatch 2, right? Yeah. It, it, ah. it, like... You know, like Rod Ferguson ships games, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe that'll shorten the timeline, or maybe mm. you know, you know, give us something more concrete to like, yeah, hang our hat on about when Diablo Four will actually mm. come out. He has to leave Canada, though. Uh, He's a very Canadian boy, from what yeah. I could tell. Yeah. That's gonna make him sad, probably. Um, before we move on to listener questions, can I just add in a new story that we haven't written down here, but that I would like just to alert everyone. To all you. new stories on Gamespot.com. Uh, is that Cliff Blazinski still working on his book? <laughs> what? Oh, that, that story is. And also, it, he I made mean, Lawbreakers story, too woke. That story is ridiculous and like, um, oh god! But he released a couple of pages from his memoir like three years ago, and he's scrubbed them from the internet. But every so often, he tweets that he is still working on it. There is nothing more that I want in this life <laughs> than to read Cliff Blazinski's book. When that comes out, I am immediately adapting it into a video series. <laughs> <laughs> I just. Oh, feel like on the team it's me you chris p yeah. and um eddie are just like where's the where's book because he's been to publishers and they say that he's like he's working on it i just want to know what a video game development memoir for someone who's had a career and mm -hmm. a life a like story it would be. Yeah. i mean the the dude put out some good games yeah i just hope it has no sexual content whatsoever no admittedly in some of the pages that he released he talked about having yes. sex with someone and then they listened to evanescence evanescence no <laughs> yeah, yeah. i don't that's not what i want to read i <laughs> that, don't want those, that those transcripts have been deleted off 
Twitter, sadly. <laughs> uh, they've been fully deleted, yeah. I've searched. Um, but he, he tweeted about giving it to his publicist and his publicist oh, described yeah. it as what? Was it? Oh, oh it described it as like, oh, what's that Anthony Bourdain's book? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was the Anthony Bourdain yeah. of gaming. I just, I just really what? want to know. I cannot, cannot wait I'm, for oh, that. I'm kind of overwhelmed by this. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. going to read that. Join our, join I'm going to read that. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's my... I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to read it. I'm telling you right now. I'm going to highlight the choice quotes and just like repeat them. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm that's relying the way on to you do to it. tell me. <laughs> I am. This is very off topic, but I just started reading uh, Kanye West owes me $300 at... At your recommendation, it's good, isn't it? The first chapter. I've only read the first two chapters, and that, that was very good. Yeah, it's a banger. Hey, do you know about Kanye West? Sells me three hundred dollars. No. So it's about a guy who he used to be on uh, a podcast called Get Up on This, mm. um, and at one point in time, he was the hottest rapper in America. He was oh, like, you told me about yeah, this. he yes. was Carl. Hot Call. He went under that name, Hot Call, which is admittedly not a good name, and he recognizes <laughs> that. Um, and there's a, the, yeah, he recounts how he got that bad name, and he's like, "This is a bad name, and I know it's bad, but it's all I can do." But I'm gonna own it. Yeah, but I'm gonna own it. But he was like one of the most well-known and aggressively like good battle rappers, and they used to have this like uh, ongoing uh, radio show where people would phone in and do a they would battle rap mm -hmm. and he's i believe still got it or he had the record for like most consecutive wins and he got all the way to the point of like he's worked with missy elliott he, mm -hmm. wor he worked with like um buster rhymes a bunch of well-known hip-hop artists he got to the point just before making it big and then failed. Oh. And then this is his story about how he got to that point and his experience of that point. And it's called Kanye West owes me three hundred dollars, but it's fascinating. And it's not like he's well. It actually starts with him almost dying. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So um, huh. it's like, but it's he's not like bitter about it. He's just like. I, I had a run and it was fun wow. and it's like and then I went on to you know just do other things. Um, he's he's fairly f it's like, from Woodland Hills. Yeah, he yeah. Is, yeah. Um, I know where that is. So he was like his whole story was like I was the only <laughs> person that enjoyed um, uh, rap music and battle rap and like you know now he's from an area which is like now is it Calabasas. Well, yeah. So, so he went to school in Calabasas, from what I read. But yeah. he is his family is from Woodland Hills. They are like next right, to each yeah. other. There's yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a it's a really good, interesting, fun, breezy read. Um, yeah, I read quite a bit this morning, and also, it was easy to get through. It was entertaining. Just for context, Calabasas is where the Kardashians and that's uh, featured in the book. It is, <laughs> yeah. it is. There is a gated community in Woodland Hills that has like twenty four seven security, and it's where rich, famous people live. Yeah. Sorry, in Calabasas, and then Woodland Hills is like Diet Calabasas. Yeah. Gotcha. So he he talks about what Woodland Hills and Calabasas are now, and talks about how it was back then, where he was the outsider for liking rap music, and like had to find people to battle and that's how he became one of the best battle rappers mm. it was like he was aggressively looking for battles and there's also an episode an episode of a story about almost getting blown up by a grenade oh. wait in the spoilers that happens in the book <laughs> that's not wow. a spoiler that's a teaser oh wow all right uh anyway moving right on to listener questions who wants to take the first one i'll say this one because um i brought this thing up so okay. this is from joe in seattle Hey team, listening to episode 26. Uh, oh wait, we should plug the email address. Oh yeah, and if you have questions, please email us at after 
I don't know which camera to look at. All the cameras. Look at that one. Please email us at After Dark. I didn't. I stopped looking at it right when I read it. I looked down. <laughs> Please email us. Email us <laughs> at After Dark Podcast at Gamespot dot com. Take it away. <laughs> hey team, listening to episode twenty six, y'all brought up Cormac McCarthy's The Road. I just realized I've been staring sadly at a wall for like five minutes thinking about it. Yeah, that book ruins you. Ever had a game give you that the road feeling or just strong sad feels? The Last of Us seems like an obvious choice for me, though I never finished it. You gotta finish what? it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because uh, it, it just oh, ramps yeah. up. The yeah, ending the road, is yeah. like the... the road bit is at the end. <laughs> so I don't know what road bit you're talking about. <laughs> That one moment in Gears 2, I think, where Dom finds his wife is another one. Thanks. That's from Joe in Seattle. It's a Cliffy B game. Uh, for me, in Mass Effect 3, where I thought Grunt was dead, um, I, yeah, was in floods of tears at that Morden. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I've told this on the podcast before. Yeah. I, I accidentally saved him, and I was like, what are you guys complaining about? Oh, <laughs> you. Wow. Yeah, there's like one super specific you path him you of can his, do his redemption. in Mass Effect 3. Yeah, but I got those war credits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's worth it. From war credits. I, uh, I have clinical depression, so most things Tetris. make me sad. <laughs> um... <laughs> I guess I I don't know. Whenever I think about Red Dead Redemption, I mm. oh yeah, I actually, really get yeah. messed up. That's what Red I was gonna say. I was gonna say the ending of Red Dead One. Yeah. Also Red Dead Two and Red Dead. There are some yeah. moments in Red Dead Two you're like, yeah. Oh. Red Dead Two though, at least the ending was like more optimistic. Yeah, Red yeah. Dead One. But the ending like of Red Dead One was soul like soul crushing. Jesus. Yeah. You guys yeah. play so. Ah. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Jean Luc just talked in the intercom and scared the shit out of Lucy. Cause it's right there. <laughs> I was gonna say, have you guys played Soma? Have we played yeah. Soma? I started to. I didn't finish it. I've been no. wanting to go back to it though. That one messed me up. Yeah, my <laughs> I forgot about the voice of God. And it yeah, got me that was. <laughs> Sorry, I, Lucy. It's okay. <laughs> I would say To the Moon also actually really Oh yeah, like oh, yeah. I haven't played that To but the Moon heard, yeah. To the Moon's really good yeah. um, uh, I'm trying to think Oh uh, Florence Oh yeah Florence Ooh. Florence will Which is coming uh, to Switch and PC on February 13th Yeah Just in time for Valentine's Day I That's cried. what I wrote in the news story yeah. I cried so much playing Florence yeah. yeah It's like what an hour and a half hour If yeah. that is about an hour yeah. Yeah. If you want Valentine's Day pick that game up and uh, you can live play with the, your significant other soaring highs and crushing lows of a relationship in one hour mm. enjoy it's great <laughs> um, um, there's various moments in Metal Gear Metal Gear 3 obviously stands out but you have to at the end take care of <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah people people get it this is a good scene <laughs> yeah yeah I cried for about 20 minutes after finishing Death Stranding just because, oh, yeah. like, a, just everything. <laughs> that noise was not good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Death Stranding. Hmm. What else this, like, what this gen has made me. Yeah, I don't think anything. Uh, yeah, I think Death Stranding's a good one. Because yeah. you, you kind of, you, you exist in that kind of, mm -hmm. like, melancholy for so long. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. if you really mess up in The Witcher 3 and you make some bad decisions and bad things happen to Siri. That's pretty bad. I yeah. got that That's ending rough. and I was I was like oh. You got the, the I bad? got the worst ending. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, it didn't make me cry though. I just I just sat and went, 
Oh yeah, I could see. And, and it like it like flashes back to all the points where yeah. you could have done something yeah. better. And and it's just like <sighs> I'm a bad dad. Yeah. How about the outer worlds, out out wilds. Sorry, I didn't finish it. Still mm. doing it. I think there's probably some like the road moments in there. Yeah. Hmm. I'm. I am actually playing Plague Tale right now, but I don't know if there's road. No, it's got road it vibes. No, it's got well, road vibes. John Luke forgot to after we caught a shiny Snorlax. John Luke forgot Ooh. to save, yeah. so he lost the shiny Snorlax. That's like I shiny just, Gigantamax. Snorlax. A shiny Gigantamax. Oh, Snorlax. Yeah, was, you're right. We're John all Luke? looking at the voice. We're all looking at the speaker. Yeah, look at John Luke to chip in, but maybe he's crying right now and doesn't <laughs> want to talk about it. Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> he doesn't want to talk about it. A lot of stuff makes me sad. That's really me it. Too. I know you saw that puppy the other or that dog the other day. I there was a dog in the office and <gasps> Trooper? Trooper. Yeah. And I went to pet the dog and then I walked away and the dog kept staring at me and then I began to cry. Um he was an old an old boy uh a rescue and it, it, he had a big um, bandana me. around that said, adopt me. They put three bins in his way and he was like, well, I'm stuck here for life. Yeah, because he can't, he can't go up and down stairs. He's so old. Aww, and um, so just to block him off from walking around the office, they put bins. <laughs> and he was just like, but he was oh, still he was foiled still, again. He was still in an area where he could look through meeting room doors. Yeah. So people were having meetings <laughs> and this dog would just appear and be like, Hello. What's going on there? <laughs> Hello. And he was so soft and just he a was nice boy. so sweet. Oh, I just I remembered Mass Effect Legion. Uh, yeah, yeah. Does this unit have a soul? Yeah. Like, that gets me. Yeah. I was like, oh, does it though? My dog is 12 and in good health, and sometimes I think about her dying and I cry. Oh my God. <laughs> You're not my dog. <laughs> Ugly. Anyway, oh, no, I can't quote that fine. Never mind. Uh, the next question is for you, so I'm going to read it. You okay. can answer it. Uh, Hey everyone, but mostly Callie. I've been reviewing games for an indie site and I was wondering what your advice was for pitching freelance reviews to GameSpot. This is from Sam Harrison. He's written a couple times. Friend of the show. Callie, it's me, Sam. How do I get <laughs> It's me, dead man. Um, man. So th- I liked this question because I, I do get pitches um, for specific reviews, but actually I think the best way to pitch to us at least, is to pitch your review expertise in general, Um, your skill with writing reviews, what genres and platforms that you can um, confidently cover. Because for me, I'm not looking for individual reviewers. I'm looking for long-term, like you review games as a freelancer for GameSpot. So for me, those are the kinds of pitches I'm looking for is, is, hi, I am a reviewer. Here are some samples these are the kinds of games I like to review. Um, I do look for like a, a diversity in expertise. So like I get a lot of people who like narrative based indie games. And the sad fact is that everybody likes those. And I have too many people who are good at reviewing those. Mm-hmm. Um, sports games. That's where it's at. Ooh, sports, yeah. games, where the at. sports and racing. The, the more niche you are, the, I, I mean like this isn't to say that, liking popular things and being good at reviewing them isn't useful but um 4x games like really hardcore strategy Mm. games um think like like more like more than civilization like europa universalis exactly like the really hardcore strategy games um like niche rpgs 
and sports are like the mm. the hardest things to assign. But yeah, I mean, I'm looking for um, reviewers who are dedicated to critique, who are good writers, first and foremost. Um, I think the mistake a lot of people when they're starting out in this industry make is being like, oh, I play anything. Like, I love games. And it's like, no, no, no. Why do you like criticism? Why do you like writing criticism? What is your writing skill? And then what specifically do you enjoy writing about? Um, so specificity is hmm. something I look for in an overall pitch. And and like I said, I'm taking um, pitches for like long term, like I'm doing <laughs> reviews in general rather than specific games. It does take a little bit to onboard people. So um, I can't like if the game's coming out tomorrow, I, mm. I can't take your pitch because I can't get you into the system where you would get paid so i used to or like occasionally i'd take pictures as well for when i was doing stuff more in the uk um and i would always ask like what's coming up that you are interested in that's a good thing to do as well i mean you're pitching cali more than me now these days but like a list of things that's coming up but importantly i used to get people who are like hey yeah i'm interested in the last of us too and you're like come on man that's gonna be like, somebody here th- yeah think about whether like we trust our reviewers but we also want to make sure that certain games are reviewed by a core member of staff um well, because everybody here does re- like you yeah, know we like, all do reviews reviews yeah. it's not just a freelance thing and there mm-hmm. are big games that people want to review here um but yeah i do really like getting the like here's what i'm interested in yeah. over time in the next month in the next yeah. two months uh, because that helps me if I'm looking at a list of games. A, what are my reviewers interested in reviewing? Because I might not have that game on my radar, oh, no. you know. Or uh, B, like what are my choices when I'm faced with a game that nobody on staff is knowledgeable in or interested in? Okay, who on my freelance team can I yeah. can I lean on for this? Um, so yeah, those those things are important. Also, don't live in California, right? <laughs> 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 the law is very weird. Yeah. Yeah, this it's, country it, is it, wild. It, well, California in particular, right, is pretty tricky with onboarding freelancers, isn't it? It it can be. I mean, AB five is the the law, so yeah, yeah but um, yeah. that doesn't like preclude, preclude anybody. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just, it's, just uh, it's just a little tricky. But um, I definitely am taking pitches, mm. like I said, general pitches. So mm. if you and I should clarify, I don't take like, oh, I've never reviewed a game, but I want to. Unfortunately, that's just not something that we as a site can do. If you have experience at other sites, if you have a portfolio of work, um, definitely do that. And then if you are interested in writing reviews, but you've never done it, definitely look at small sites and pitch reviews that way, or even write reviews like on a blog, on your Tumblr, like just get some body of writing. That's what I did. I actually just wrote blog review kind of things. Mm -hmm. And as a freelancer, I mostly did reviews. Um, But I would say like, I mean, it's, it, it, it's it's an interesting reviews mm-hmm. are an interesting beast so they're a good time and then i would say the last <laughs> thing is um if you're interested in reviewing a game for GameSpot, definitely read game spot reviews to get a sense of what our style is um i think that's also a challenge is uh people having a different idea of what mm-hmm. the purpose of a review is mm-hmm. so if you just read some some game spot reviews um i am very Attentive in editing. I am proud of every review that goes on the site. I sign off on every single one. 
So anyone can be an example for you to read and see like this is kind of what the idea is. So, yeah. Does it count as reading if I scroll to the bottom and look at the score? No. Okay. No. I just wanted to, you know, I'm sure some people may be thinking that, so I want to ask that. And before you've you written, written some reviews. Lucy has too. Reviews. Sam has too. And we, we're not even writers. The two no. of us. Yeah. Well, that's why I, that's why I said that. Uh, Tamor is oh, an editorial. Is, is too, yeah, yeah. yeah. Review all day long. No, you I love reading reviews. I I do, but they take a lot of time. <laughs> Not fifty hour games in one day embargoes like Sekiro. Holy or, moly! <laughs> yeah, I like writing reviews. I don't like when I publish them and it goes badly for me. I mean, like we like the last year was a rough like review. Like, what was it? Sekiro was rough for me and yeah. Kingdom Hearts. But then you had like Death Stranding. I yeah, did. Call of Duty. Call of Duty, Death Call Stranding, and then Pokemon all yeah. just like back like, to back. I was like, oh my lord. I'm never you, doing Call of Duty again. I am like, saying that here on air, I'm never reviewing Call of Duty again. Somebody else can do that. I will review Sekiro again. What? <laughs> Have a Bloodborne again. I will review 10 out of 10. Bloodborne.com. <laughs> Yeah, that's my new website. I'm leaving. Sad to announce that today. Uh, 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 Callie, do you want to take the next one? Sure. Heyo, After Dark crew. I've been listening since episode one and loved everything, everything since. Thank you. My question for you all is more a cry for help. Every time I go to play a massive game in the vein of The Witcher 3 and Breath of the Wild, I always start out strong but quickly fall off because of their daunting scope. Here's my question. Do any of you have the same problem? If so, do you have any advice on how to overcome this so I can finally play these amazing games? Keep up the amazing work. Tanner from Evansdale, Iowa. Thank you, Tanner. Yes. I get distracted really quick. I, I fall off really fast. Um... It helps to just stick to the critical path. And for just, a while. For a while. And then once you realize that, oh, maybe this side quest looks inc- like looks interesting. I want to go explore that. Or maybe there's a collectible that I want to go for. Try and do it that way. And hopefully that the, the main path, the main story will get its hooks in you and you'll want to keep going with it. But no, I, I totally feel that. Because some games, they just offer just so much and you're like i don't know if i have the time yeah. or the energy or the willpower to do it all. or you're like i'm gonna spec into the wrong thing and then 20 hours in i'm gonna think i need to restart yeah. or you're gonna be my roommate who's like i think i missed a gwent card i don't know what to do <laughs> or me where i just i'm lucky that i'm friends with jake because then i would i would never have played the witcher and because i'd be like i don't even know who dandelion is help so having friends yeah. that know things about the game can be helpful. That Dragon Age Inquisition. That <laughs> Once you get out of the hinterlands, baby. That game. Like I, uh, that, the problem with that one was it was unclear what the main path was. Yeah. So like people were like, I remember we had to publish an article which was leave the first area immediately. Yeah. Because that stuff is just time wasting. The hinterlands. Come back later entire... to the hinterlands. Um, time yeah, wasting area. Time wasting area and stick to the main path. I think that. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is also a great game, but I think it has some of that Dragon Age Inquisition okay. hinterlands. That game's got a lot of fat. Yeah, it's yeah. got wow. a lot of I fat. Wow, I was picturing Super Mario Odyssey for a second. What? And I was like, that, that one's a- not intimidating at all. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Although, unless you try to get all the, what are they? The, the, the moons. The moons. Yeah, the moons. Then it's, yeah. Yeah. there's like, what, 700 or yeah, some absurd number? Mm-hmm. But like, I, fi- I find sticking to the main path and also like not trying to binge play it. So I like... Mm-hmm surprisingly like i fell off i had this issue with the first mass effect 
And like I got it day one. Mm -hmm. Like actually, I think I self broke the streak date because I was working in retail. So I purchased it on a staff discount earlier. I was like, later fools. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And like I started playing it and I couldn't get into it and I kept getting distracted. Mm. And then I realized like, oh, it's a kind of a slow start to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, It throws so much at you. Yeah, and it's like very overwhelming. And then, like, I found the other thing I recommend is, like, you just have to be in a good, like, a specific mood sometimes Mm -hmm. to get into it. You have to be ready to accept a a big game into your heart at the time. And that means, like, not having distractions. And I remember I got into Mass Effect after I had, like, completed, I think, like, an assignment or something. And, like, Mm -hmm. got into, like, this, like, darkened room, sat down, like, headphones on. And then, like, I think I played, when I got into it, I played, like, 12 hours straight. And then that's what it's like. Just sometimes you have to accept that you're not in the mood for it or Mm -hmm. you just can't do it. Um, Whether that's because you've got kids as a distraction or something else that is on your mind, like don't try and force it when you deep down probably know now is not the right time to play that. Play something small. I think a lot of us do that where we'll play, we'll get ready for something big or come off. My voice just just left the planet. (laughs) Um, we'll get ready for a big game or like decompress from a big game by playing loads of small experiences yeah. or yeah. like something smaller like you can do that it's fine i would say also like with breath of the wild in particular i think that's a game that's designed to like there's no path you're going to take that's going to get you totally lost like i think some i think some of the games that are critically acclaimed are critically acclaimed for a reason and those are the games that are not going to leave you hanging um so it can be easier said than done, but maybe keep in mind, like, you know what? I'm just going to follow where I'm curious and this game is going to reward me for that and then I'll keep going. Mm-hmm. So I think Breath of the Wild is a fantastic example of that. I even think, like, a, on a smaller scale, like, Disco Elysium is a game that if you just follow where you're curious, yeah. that game will carry you through. Um, but at first unless you're it can Mike. be... Unless you're Mike. But yeah. The, yeah. that game can, at first, be very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you just are like, you know what? The bookstore seems cool that's all you need um and i think breath of the wild is just a much bigger version of that you're like that's a pretty place to go and Mm. you go there um so that can help too is like letting go of like for me a big problem with these games is perfectionism like i'm gonna spec into the wrong thing or actually like i restarted kotor so many times to respec at the beginning it's not an easy game to restart over and over again either (laughs) i really enjoy the character building part of that game of games like that Mm. um but just being like you know what unless i'm playing on the hardest difficulty this game is not going to punish me for like specking Mm -hmm. into a weird thing unless like there is an article on gamespot.com that tells you to not do a certain thing almost certainly will be Mm. i think outer worlds was good for that like Mm -hmm. it was a really it's a game that feels big but actually is quite contained contained Mm. And if you follow the main path, you get pretty much everything you would want out of that kind of experience out of it. And if you are worried about things like specking, the respec stations are available maybe 10 minutes into the game, 15 minutes into the game. Mm. And it doesn't like really punish you super hard for mm. um, respecking a bunch of times. So I hope there's more games like that that kind of are more like time cognizant mm. and making sure that, you know, they're designed in a way that um, facilitates people like that. I also think it's okay to just like not finish games. Oh, if yeah, you're not totally. feeling it, like just it's fine. I do that a lot, honestly, because if a game doesn't draw me in pretty early on, I have a very hard time 
continuing mm-hmm. it, especially like where we're at now, right? Like it's there's so many games that we're expected to play and I'll play a lot of games just to see if it's my kind of thing. And if it's not my thing, I will fall off. And I used to feel bad about that probably because I didn't, I was, I was in college and I was trying to pay for these games. And when I got a game, I was like, I got to play all of this. Mm. I got to make every cent count. Um, so I guess we're fortunate in that. Like if there's a game that I'm playing and I'm like, everyone likes it and I play an hour and I'm like, yeah, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. I can just drop it. Um, but I will say even then, like even when I was in school and stuff like that, if a game style didn't like pull me in right away, uh, especially for longer games, there's a good chance that I just wouldn't do it. Like mm. I always, I, I couldn't get on board with Assassin's Creed games for the most part, uh, even though I got them probably because like, I don't know, the story just didn't grip me ever. Uh, except for, I finished, I finished three oddly. I don't know why I finished three wow. of all of them. Three? Like, yeah. I really liked Odyssey and are Black you? Flag. Those are the two that I, that was the most of Assassin's Creed game I played. But yeah, I would say for the most part, like there are a lot of games that I just fall off right away. Mm-hmm. But then there's games like The Witcher 3, which I played four or five times. And I'm just like, like, I don't need to play this game anymore, but that world is just so engrossing. And I imagine similar sure things will happen. Four or five times? It's 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 like five and a half, but I'm sure the same thing is going to happen with like cyberpunk, right? Because that world I'm already cyberpunk. super into. Like Sorry. like I said before, I think about Animal Crossing <laughs> on a good. daily basis. Yeah. Dude, and AC like, Pocket News is the best Twitter account because yeah, they're just like, there's account. a bike in the background of this promo art. Can you write it? And I'm like, I would love to know. I <laughs> love I, that Twitter account. It's very good. I, I love just Animal Crossing like fan accounts on youtube and stuff like that because they cling on to the weirdest they stuff have and they get knees now they get so excited about the stupidest things like knees the for animals example animals have sleeves or like <laughs> animals have sleeves or like it's just like rory was, it's so wholesome yeah. rory was tweeting the other day who's like never been into animal crossing but i've just discovered this whole subset of froggy chair memes oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh my god i had no idea froggy chair froggy memes chair went memes, so mate. deep I'm very interesting. Is the best thing ever. I'm kind of glad that the Switch has sold out. I'm I'm glad because it was in my cart. I was like, (laughs) I pre-ordered it. I know you did, and I was. That's what. That's why I was like, I I want it, and I went on to Best Buy and I put it in my cart, and I was like, oh, it's gonna take the money now. It's January, my dudes. I was like, I I don't need money. Let me buy MCR tickets. Let me buy the Switch. What's money? I was going to buy MCR tickets. And then uh, so Kurt was trying to get them for us. And he was like, "Uh, the pit is $250 a ticket. I was like, I'm good. I I have extras if you want. (laughs) At $80 a ticket. Oh, I could do that. Okay, let's talk after. Thank you. To more. I think it's you. You want to do the last one? Oh. The longest one? Hi, everyone. Jeff from Nashville here. My wife and I recently started watching Battlestar Galactica. Yes, mate. Hey. It's my second full time through and her first. It's an incredibly well-written character drama and some of the best world building I've seen in a show. It works so well, in fact, I recently noticed my co-worker regularly saying frack at work. Yeah, mate. He's been saying it so long that he forgot it came from the show. I hear that and gods a lot from other mm-hmm. fans of the show. Mm-hmm. My questions are twofold. Do you, any of you have shows you've picked up slang from? If so, which shows and which words? I seem to remember Lucy was a big fan of the show for Correct. some old tweet, t- tweets. Battlestar. So this one is for her and anyone else who has seen it. 
all of us. Yeah. Have you seen it? Nope. Get a grip. This decide. Have you noticed how little Gaius Baltar blinks? What? He doesn't blink that much. It's part of his intensity. <laughs> never thought about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh. I can't find anything on the internet about it, but good lord, that man is a hundred percent on tilt the entire show. <laughs> he absolutely he's like I on mean, tilt episode one. Yeah, and he never yeah. stops. If you being caused on tilt. the almost complete annihilation of the human yeah. race, wouldn't you be on tilt? You're all awesome. Thanks for all you do, Jeff. So Jeff, I wanna let you know that when I was in college I took a Battlestar Galactica class for credit. Yeah, mate. Um mm. It was. I had already seen the show. I had already seen the show, and then I took the class on it, where we would watch episodes in class, and then it would be like, "So what about God?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, like that was the whole class. It was (sighs) sick." Thirty-three is one of the best episodes of television of all time. Mm -hmm. Guy Spalter is an incredible character. I never, I never thought about the blinking thing though. I think it's just like part of. You're, he's just playing the character so well. You know, yeah. think about it. I the I've been rewatching The Office, and the only thing that comes to mind about Battlestar Galactica is Beats Bears, Bears and yeah, Battlestar Galactica. Battle Galactica. Like, that's all I got. Um, I went through a phase of saying frack. I think if you watch Battlestar Galactica, you kind of all mm. you go I through definitely that phase. Did that, yeah. Um, what is frack? Know, is like frack, oh, frack. frack is their it's way the, of swearing it's wow. the because yeah. if you think about the the world in which the characters of Battlestar Galactica live, is that like the robot upright like very reductive but the robot uprising existed and humanity is essentially on the run they have nothing they have like no food no fuel they're just on ships in space how are you not going to be swearing through mm. that at all so they they've come up with a sanitized they make up their own swear words. yeah because what yeah. it was like a warner bro wb sh- or sci-fi sci-fi, sci-fi. Oh, sci-fi. yeah, yeah. um one thing i really like about the world building in that show is all the pieces of paper have the corners cut yes. off yes i love that very yeah. good. I used I to have really the that. I used to have the Starbucks um, tags too. Just, rem- just remember the uh, overweight Adama era. <laughs> <gasps> now get your yes! fat ass out of here. Yes. That was the uh, first time he walks through the door. I was like, like, "What?" It really rivals Fat Mac. Yeah. From, yeah. Yeah. It's always from, sunny, except. Fat Mac, he actually did put the weight on. That's yeah. like a like, like, He just... wears a really bad prosthetic, and <laughs> yeah. it's like. Are you okay? So I actually watched today because uh, Stephen Colbert, you know, the, the Colbert show, Find CBS. Find CBS Property. Find Viacom CBS yeah. Property. Uh, oh, yeah, Viacom CBS Property. Uh, Rob McElhenney came on that show, I think, a couple <sighs> days myth- ago. And quest? he talked about the fat, about Fat Mac. And he was like, yeah, in Friends, I noticed how everyone just kept getting nicer and nicer because they had more money. So I want to do the opposite. And I just wanted to get, I just wanted to, like, destroy my body. And that's what he did. And, yeah. And and Stephen Colbert was like, so which one did your wife like wife like more, the ripped Mac or the fat Mac? And he's like, the fat Mac because I was jolly all the time. Oh, it was jolly. <laughs> I love that couple. A lot. I love them. We should probably answer the question. Do you have oh, any shows oh. you've picked up slang from? Not if so, which shows and uh, what are the words? Not specific Jeff? slang, but I reference Arrested Development mm-hmm. all yeah, the time, and, and at the point. Now where it's unconscious, I just don't even realize. Mm. Um, people ask me how I'm doing or something, and I will just say, "It's good. It's going to be good." <laughs> like I just, I Rob and I do that yeah. all the time. I I went through a marry me phase. Yeah, yeah. Scrubs is mine. I yeah, do a lot do of a Scrubs. Like I say, I say, um, Brenna. Like mm. I I I refer to Brenna as an actual meal. 
It's good. It's breakfast for dinner. Um, when right. I was home visiting my parents uh, a couple months ago, there was a dead bird in the fridge, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, I'm, I don't know why I asked, and they yeah. were like, I don't get it, and I was like, never mind. Nah, Wait. Why was there a dead bird? They explained to me. I don't remember because I was just thinking about it. I was just thinking about uh, uh, Arrested Development. Michael. Yeah. I think it was because my mom found a, a bird and it died pretty quickly and she didn't know what to do with it. So she froze it. Put it outside. Uh, well, no, it was alive. She froze it. it was alive at the time. And she, and she put it in the it. fridge? No, no, no. It, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. So anyway. All I know did. is that there was like a Tupperware and there was dead bird in there. And I was like, <laughs> the fuck? We did so well not to swear. Now you're going to have to bleep that out. No, it's no, we're explicit, explicit now. now. Oh, we're explicit now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Well, fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, I do a lot of Simpsons, not specifically lines from yeah. The Simpsons, but I'll be like, I'll just in the middle of things, I'll be like, oh, that's just like The Simpsons episode or blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Mm. Perfectly cromulent. Perfectly. Perfectly I was going to say, I, I yeah. like cromulent. I use cromulent and I mm. use embiggen. Embiggen, yeah. yeah. And then I... um. I'll do the always sunny. I'm eating because I'm very uncomfortable. And then yes. I think I've done uh, the like, take a five. Yeah. Dennis. Dennis. Take a five. Take a five. Take a five. <laughs> um, I do it to Mike Mahardy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's mostly just we quote things. We quote a lot of vines. We did that on this episode already. <gasps> I do. Um, thanks. It's a lot. Avocado. I don't even say it's an avocado. I just, it's just the inflection on thanks. Avocado. Yeah, we quote vines all the time. Um, while driving, you know I gotta do a road work ahead. Mm -hmm. Sure, uh, yeah, he, I sure hope it does. He has a really good YouTube channel, Drew Gooden, mm -hmm. um, where he does like video essays about stuff. Um, he did a really good one about Logan Paul. He does a lot about Logan Paul. Yeah. Oh. Um, but he also did stuff about The Office. It's very good. Nice. What have you got in your hand? A knife. No. Yeah, I really the office had such an incredible impact on that's what she said jokes. Yeah, mm -hmm. just groundbreaking, really. <laughs> that's what she said. Also, watch the episode when <laughs> when when Michael's trying to be serious and Jim's like, "Oh wow, it was a, this must have been really hard, right?" And yeah. Michael's just like, "You've always left me smiling and satisfied." <laughs> yeah. I also do. Um, uh, I feel God in this Chili's tonight. Yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah. Tonight. Watch that episode as well. Uh, Futurama actually for me. Yeah, I was Futurama, just thinking. Big one. Um, I've been watching it again recently because I want to see the live show. As part we of should start saying acts. Let me ax you again. Yeah, yeah. we should start doing that. Um, yeah, because uh, Lila was doing that in the. We watched the episode where Roswell begin again. Mm -hmm. Um, when she's like, "Let me ax you again." Yep. Also, the fact that well, my favorite running joke in Futurama is that owls are pests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I definitely went through a good news, good news everyone. Good news, yeah. everyone. Bad news, everyone. Which is your favorite good news, everyone? Oh, that I would actually need to really think about that. I've been thinking about doing a Futurama rewatch. It's always good. It's all on Hulu. Yeah. It's very good. Um, Mine's good news, everyone. You're not good enough to go on your next mission, <laughs> which is a huge move. <laughs> You know what got worn out really well, uh, really quickly by the internet, unfortunately, was uh, the Shut Black up and take my money hookers. Oh, yeah. Black also that one. Um, I, I actually, no, 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 I'd say what I use all the time, which is related to blackjack and hookers. It's a shut up, baby. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. You know, from TikTok, we've been doing, wow, didn't know it did that. Wow, didn't know it did that. And then yeah. the, you know what? No. No. <laughs> TikTok is well, good. Well, Stealing all your data, but it yeah. is good.
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, did not notice that about Guy Spaltar. Also, Alucard in uh, Castlevania. He's yeah. coming back. He's one of my top Twitter followers. Me too. I love him. <laughs> he followed me because uh, when we were doing GameSpot Thrones, uh, the HBO store sent us um, a little three-eyed raven. And I called mine Guy Spaltar because... I was like, oh, Game of Thrones is going down this weird path where it's like all of this has happened before and all this will happen again. Um, and so I called him Guy Spaltar and then someone, I tweeted that and then someone tagged him in and he followed me. I think mine was from was Castlevania. Like, very nice. He's very pleasant online he's a good um, online uh, profiles. Yeah. That, that sounded weird, but like he's good on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. I was uh, just, I was really a proponent of Katie Sackhoff as um, oh, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah. She Not the, is, I didn't see the movie, so I don't um, know. If you know, I don't know anything about it. Was fine. If you are watching Battlestar Galactica, may I recommend the Battlestar Galacticast? Yeah, with Trisha Helfer. Which is Trisha Helfer and Mark Bernardin. Mark mm-hmm. Bernardin's on um, Kevin Smith's uh, yeah. like podcasts, and he co-hosts that. She's never seen the series. Start she's to just been in it. She's only seen bits of it, and right. she's obviously in it for the entire thing but like they watch the show back together and she like relays things that she you know obviously um experienced in the mm-hmm. production of that and they bring in like katie sackoff and they bring in various I, members of the, i love that her and katie sackoff are such good friends in real yeah life. do so they good. do like uh the guy who plays soul tie comes on and he <gasps> is soul tie <laughs> like yes. in real life do they do like an a podcast episode per episode of television like of yes yeah, I, believe, like I mean that's how it started i'm like a few i'm a quite far behind because yeah. i had to move countries while that was starting up so i was like i lost track of it but i believe it was like an episode and then they'll do or like a couple of episodes they always yeah. tell you we're gonna watch these episodes and we're gonna discuss them yeah. um, have you guys seen the battlestar galactica bit on uh portlandia yes yeah. that was me with battlestar galactica yeah. when i was at uni because I, I, I just bought I the box a, set i was in college too yeah, yeah i like I remember watching it like on my laptop for hours, yeah. like go to bed at 6 a.m. I did the exact same thing. I watched, I remember the first season and then I told my roommate Ellie and I was like, May, you've got to get on this. And then I lent it to her and it was this weird tandem thing where we would go to the- Tandem? Tandem. Good, also, my, my voice uh, went off into yeah. space over yeah. This is getting really <laughs> emotional about it. And then we would go to Computer Exchange, CEX. Who are yes. now stylizing themselves as sex, which is okay. So it's a secondhand shop in the UK. We buy DVDs and oh. games and stuff. And I, we would go and we would buy the box set. And then whoever bought it would watch it first. And then you'd pass the disc to the other person. Oh, what a show. What a show. I told myself I would wear it for this episode because I knew this question was going to be here. But I have two Battlestar Galactica shirts. I have oh, yeah, one, you do. the tank top with mm-hmm. Viper. For Viper Pilot, and then I have a Cylon Spine shirt, oh, which is my slutty Battlestar Galactica <laughs> shirt. I have um I, the Starbuck tags, which nice. is the only. I don't have a T-shirt. I did want to go with Starbuck for Halloween one year. Um, we could do a group. We could. Dibs and Adama. Yeah, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, also, one of the best uses of licensed music and tv God. it's in the freaking wall, it's in the wall. It's so good. Like if you want to see it executed it's like last episode of the final uh, season uh, <laughs> if you uh also listen to the battlestar galactica soundtrack there is a song called battlestar Sonatica. Sen- something like that something yeah. like that which is like this beautiful um 
instrumental piece. You would love Battlestar. Mate, you really would. You and uh, really the soundtrack's done by Bear McCreary, who did it's like It's about Dead and Reaper whatever. indoctrination <laughs> as an insidious means yeah, of corrupting organic it. minds. You would love it. <laughs> sure, I would. It's so good. You should watch it. My favorite. How many bit, seasons is it? It's a lot four. of seasons. Like four? Four. four. Oh, it's four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's a couple of like movies, but if you it's, watch it it's on a Netflix, semester's worth of episodes. Yeah. If you're taking a class, I don't know what that means. If you watch it on um, Netflix, I think they put the movies in. Yeah. Because there's one about Pegasus, and then there's the plan. Which oh, they the put it in one. like the... yeah, in line, and so it makes sense. Okay, okay. You will, I think, you'll really dig it. And it's it's so easy good. to get through as well. It's once you start, you, you don't stop. You really don't stop. It's a, it's a banger. That's it's a banger. Have you seen that picture of um, the guy who played the original Starbuck with Kate Sackoff as Starbuck in a Starbucks? Yeah. No. Yeah. What? Yeah. It went it went like viral yeah. a while back here. Yeah. Okay. You'll, you'll the, understand it. The only thing I was going to add is that Mike and I talked about starting a podcast about It's Always Sunny, where we do an episode of the podcast for each episode of It's Always Sunny, but we mm-hmm. didn't know how we'd get through season one because. <gasps> season it's one a, it's a, is. I've not made it through season to one. Episode now. two is just like. <laughs> I stopped watching after like three episodes because I was like, what is this, man? This is not yeah, good. You got to really give it a. Listen, the, the it was very funny cometh. in 2009 or whenever it came out. The Nightmare Cometh is one of the I've seen the Nightmare pieces of art. I've seen art. that. You made me watch it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> in Airbnb, it was me, you, and Mace. And yeah. I was like, guys, there's a whole channel. If it's always sunny, she made us watch it. it. She, was, she put it on and immediately fell asleep, first of all. <laughs> Look, I have, an, I have an MO, and yeah. that is to put something on and then fall asleep. And, yeah. Yeah, and I was it. enjoying it. Mason was like, yeah, Mason was having a good time. Can we put something else on? She's asleep. Um, <laughs> like, I watched uh, season one again fairly recently, and it's, it's still very good. I'm sure it's still I funny. Enjoy it. still very funny. I'm sure it's hilarious. In you fact, just I just don't know how I. I don't, you like, couldn't talk about it. Like, like this was three or four years ago, and Mike, Mike, and I were like, "Well, we just skipped like the first season or something like that." I mean, some episodes, like even the episode titles, you can't even. <laughs> I Sweet bet D you. Dates. I bet you. Uh, I bet you he would have some interesting things. To you say know about. what I love to say. Let's get Rob McElhenney on here, and then well, get him as part of Mythic Quest. Would be my dream. Hey, Ubisoft. He was hanging out with Stephen Colbert. Let's up come the chain. Stephen Colbert, another, tell him to come here. That I would, I would die if we had him on. I, I would die too. Yeah. I just, you know, what I think about so often is, let me just pop an H on this box. That's yeah. when we know it's full of hornets. I think about that all the time. Yeah. What's your favorite food? Milk steak. Milk steak. Milk steak. What? <laughs> Is that? Anyway, I think whenever I, I eat junk food, I always am like, I'm clothing mess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, mate. Little you should watch green it. ghouls. Yeah, Kittens. little green ghouls, buddy. I just want to say, Yike Mahadi. I've had it stuck in my head for ages. <laughs> I just need it out of my head. Yike Mahadi. I think that's as good as place as any to end episode 27 of GameSpot After Dark. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe. To GameSpot on YouTube. Leave comments. Send us questions at afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com. Lucy, where can people find you on Twitter? At Lucy James Games. Callie. At Inky Dojiko. I N K Y D O J I K K O. Tomorrow. At Tomorrow H. And you can find me at Jacob Deck. And for more GameSpot stuff, stay tuned to GameSpot. And like, we've got a lot of. Uh, <laughs> for more GameSpot stuff, go to IGN.com. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> Uh, we have a lot of Apex stuff up as well for audio this logs. new season. And audio logs. On Shovel Knight. There's a lot of good shit, so check it out. Gamespot.com. Ignore that's, that's all I got. We'll see you next week.